Where'd you get those glasses? Tooth fairy. I'm giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Not this year. They are dismantling the sleeping middle class. More and more people are becoming poor. We are their cattle. We are being bred for slavery. Woo! It's like a drug. Wearing these glasses makes you high, but oh, you come down hard. Put the glasses off! Put them on! The world needs a wake-up call. We're gonna phone it in. The golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rule. Mama don't like tattletales. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Coming to you from somewhere deep inside Transition Studios. Brought to you by your hosts, Roger and Leto. Welcome to Sci-Fi Rewind! <laughs> I'm gonna hug, go ahead and beat that. I thought we weren't oh. supposed to curse. No, no, yeah. no. I mean, like, this is the intro. This Probably a bunch of this stuff will get cut out right here. Oh, good. And then we'll say, let's cut all this out, but that'll be actually be in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've you, literally, I'm sorry. I've been, uh, I've just been telling myself, okay, can't curse. If you believe they put a Roger on the moon. You've been to the moon? I can never, ne- never confirm nor deny that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome to another episode. I'm Lito. And I'm Roger. And together we are Sci Fi Rewind. Rewind. There you go. <laughs> All right. We got it right. One of these days, we'll get the intro right. We're, uh, it's still a work in progress. Well, there was that one intro a couple weeks back where it's just like you you didn't even say Sci-Fi re- Rewind at the beginning, or we just said our names. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe what editing comes and I put it on YouTube. Maybe I'll show the episode that was. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Or for, you guys could just look it up. That could be for our Patreon subscribers. Do we have a Patreon? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Maybe. I don't know. Who are you? Yeah, who's this guy? Hi, my name's Josh Lawhorn. Oh, hey, how about that? Josh, we got another guest today. Okay, now let's start the episode. Let's get into the pitch. All right, no, okay. (laughs) I'm dismissing. Josh, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule to to come hang out with us at Sci-Fi Rewind. Yeah, good to have you. Awesome. Um, A little bit, I know you from the film school. It's the Sci-Fi Gods. They don't want us to do this episode. They don't want me here. Whoa. Okay, it's, it's time for you to leave. All right. We have to cancel this episode. We're sorry, people. Everyone, they live. They're alive. They're, they're stopping. They're still us. alive. They yeah. are. This is Biden. This is it. Dude. Biden's like. This is it. Corn pop. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is them. Like trying to come. Yeah. To, you know, like no, don't, don't. To get this out to the masses, we don't want to be exposed. They can't know. <laughs> it's one that can see. <laughs> <laughs> he's, all, he's not asleep. Anywho, uh, so Josh and I went to film school. Um, I, you did a film while you were in film school. It was called, uh, uh, not a, it was the, the one you did with the Earhart's and in the, in the, in for that forty-eight hour. Oh uh, yeah, film the horror one. <laughs> yeah, Remember I'm blanking, that one? I'm blanking, I saw I'm blanking, it. I'm blanking. Something about like um, uh, 
not the cable guy. It wasn't like the cable. No, yeah. <laughs> it was like something like that, right? I'm so sorry. I have to look this up. <laughs> I got you with the first question. Yeah. <laughs> something about a cable guy. What is this? Like, I try, I try to forget. I try to forget about that one. That one was good. The technician. The technician. It was yeah. The technician. The cable um, guy. I was kind of close. Yeah. 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 Uh, Larry the cable guy. No. No. Dude. What? He doesn't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was the technician. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. You guys. You know, 48 hours. I mean, you guys got it done. We did some cool things. And that was awesome. Uh, you're a stand-up comedian, right? I did, yeah. I, I was a stand-up comedian for four years. Four I'm years. on an indefinite sabbatical right now. Okay. Okay. So, I did not know that. Yeah. But you're funny. But funny. Some people say that. Funny like funny like a clown? No, I'm not a clown. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. uh, I'm a jokester. I'm a prankster. I'm a jester. Okay. Sounds very cool. Um, I heard you were a UFC fighter. I was not in the UFC, but I did. T- I was in two MMA fights, wow. which is better than saying that I lost two MMA fights <laughs> in very dramatic did fashion. It hurt? Yeah, it hurt. Oh my goodness, it hurt a lot. Getting punched in the face is not cool. Those gloves don't give you much. No, and you know what's kind of gross is they only had one set of gloves for like each fighter. No. Yeah, so they had one blue and one red. So after the fights, you'd have to like. <gasps> put on these nasty gloves oh, no. that someone had just used and there's blood all over them and they gotta no. wipe it yeah it's, and yeah, it's sweat it's horror it's movie it's awful you just find like a finger in one of them it's awful <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> a tooth oh god uh, oh god a tooth is lodged on the outside what the hell oh my lord but also Ugh. you were in the military I was in the marines the marines yeah. thank you for your service thank you for thanking me oh man that's awesome I mean to meet a real life uh, you know, someone who's actually put their life on the line for the country, I have to, you know. Well, I was an IT guy, so. That's still, like, that's yeah. part of, you know, you need all that infrastructure and support and, you know, the data, you know, um, you know, doing all the networks and stuff. That's important. It's communications. I mean, that's half the battle, right? It's actually probably 90%. Yeah, communicating I've, to the troops, putting them in the right position. Mm-hmm. I've heard that if, um, if one side, like if the South had one walkie-talkie, well, actually, it should have been like two walkie-talkies. Yeah, it would have changed the whole see complexity of the war. So what, what they use, like messengers, guys on horseback or whatnot, or yeah, to communicate. And yeah, I don't think they had telegrams yet. Wow, see telegraphs or whatever. Because everyone, you know, be on top of technology, will probably have a good advantage in the battlefield mm-hmm. on the battlefield these days. These days, so but everyone's got good technology now. They do. That's scary. I mean, we have better weapons, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, it's it's just a constant battle between you know intercepting other people's encrypted messages. Oh, so it's still like that, like still spy games. Absolutely, and stuff? yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Spy games and psychological warfare. Oh, like coming up with like balloons as tanks over here, but then attacking from over here, like like setting up. I've I've heard kind of like this decoy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of decoy. I mean, okay, so like I've never been to combat, but mm-hmm. I have buddies. Uh, sure. And pretty much what it is is it's like you kind of know where they're going to be at or sometimes you don't know where they're And it's like really you're just like kind of, you know, marching, hiking, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like, is that a bad guy over there? And oh, then geez. you guys just start shooting at each other. Yeah, oh, no. that's pretty much what war is. That's not, I mean, it's like it's business. I mean, it's not nothing personal. Yeah. You know, right? I mean, at that point. And then afterwards, I'm sure, after the battle and you lose a guy, they lose a guy, then it gets personal, I would assume. Yeah, it gets very personal. Right. Yeah. Um, have you seen Restrepo? 
Yeah, I've seen Restrepo. I oh, saw wow. Restrepo when I was in when I was stationed at my um, MOS school. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it was like guys? I was. We watched it on Netflix. A couple of buddies and I got together and we watched it. And uh, I remember I was like in for like six months, and you know, seeing this, it's yeah. like, oh my god! I know. Yeah, it's it's I've never terrifying. Seen, yeah, so I I don't think I've seen a real more realistic kind of like representation as to what like a regular soldier kind yeah. of goes through. Then yeah. That. Wow. I mean, constantly just being fired upon and just going about your day or whatever or firing back. I don't know. And they're all young kids too. Seriously. For the most part. Well, I know. Um, that's got to be some part of it, right? I mean, not to get into that whole thing, but since I got you here or whatever, I mean, being young and kind of naive, I guess, or... Naive, also wanting to be like a hero, like right. a real life superhero, you know, and they build you up so well that right. you you just you really buy into it yeah, you, yeah i mean it's like an armor and then then you go and you see it right and then it's you come back and you're like wow that was not as cool as yeah i trained for war but really the thing that i did the most was clean bathrooms and buff oh, wow. floors really yeah well you were state where were you are you allowed to say? Or? Yeah, I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan. Oh, okay, cool. And I was stationed in San Diego, California. Get to see the world. Beautiful, oh, oh. tropical. San Diego? San Diego and Okinawa. Yeah. Yeah, and then I come back to Cleveland, and <laughs> there's ice on my car this morning, and I'm like, <laughs> why? I should have stayed in. Why? There's ice just entirely over my car. It's just, like, completely covered. Yeah, it was really hard to get off, too. Mm. Did you have a hard time? Uh... I, I didn't bother trying to get everything off. I just, you just drove. I, well, I, I got I got I got the windshield. I, I got the windshield. <laughs> so I got the windows. Remember, he's young. He doesn't. He's only been like through five winters. Yeah. But just like on the doors and what, <laughs> just, just like on the doors, I just was like, I don't care. Uh, it's just like there's so much. It's just completely covered. So I just got the windows and it was just, just like Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> and I, I felt it's I like felt like I kept club. hearing this like eh, kind of noise as I was driving because yeah. it's not normally there. And I was like, is that just. Is that just the ice that's covering my entire car? Is it like trying to get off or something? Maybe. Or it could be that your engine is, transmission's going. He's, got, he's got a nice car. He's, he doesn't. I have a 2005 Lexus. It's a piece of crap. You drive a Lexus? Yeah. Yeah. This guy. This guy. <laughs> talking about. You drive a Honda Civic, man. It's a piece of crap. With, <laughs> with, with dents in the hood because homeless people walked on top of it. Dude, the key part of that sentence is Lexus. Yeah. Okay. There's no, no, there's never been a piece of crap Lexus. I drive a crappy Rolls Royce. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, you should you should see what it's been through. It's, it's just like it's a miracle. It's still standing. What do you mean? It's probably just got McDonald's wrappers in there. No big deal. Dude, it was in the riots of 2020. Okay. Oh. Okay. The COVID riots of 2020. I mean, 2020. Yeah. Technically, true. it was around that. Uh, technically, it was existing around that time. So I guess there is some. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, some sort of truth to it. The COVID riots. Is that going to be a thing? That like it's going to be in history books now? If it's not, yeah, I just made did, it. Did a you thing. coin it? I coined that. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Josh Lawhorn coined the phrase "COVID riots." The COVID riots of 2020. Of 2020. I'm going to tell my kids. About Cleveland it. or the, well, it was nationwide, but that's true. But we could we could you know brand the Cleveland portion of it like oh two cop cars were lit on fire. Yeah, at least two, and then somebody came out of the Sabaro with a gun. That was kind of cool. Uh, no, that was uh, that was. Um, I went to high school with that kid. That was um, Corbos. 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 I, I went to high school with John Corbo. 
Oh, for and real? And that was John Corbo holding the gun. <laughs> yeah. Dude, good. More power to him, man. I know. He, awesome. You know, actually, a lot more power to him because when I was in high school with him, he weighed like 400, 450 pounds. Oh, no. And he got gastric bypass surgery our senior oh. year. And he's looking pretty good nice. now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you ever see Monster Squad? Monster Squad? No. Yeah. Okay. There's a little. Okay. I'm not going to say it then. No problem. Well, I feel I like our, our latest uh, discussion about rights and whatnot is a good transition into our film. Hold on, I'm not done oh, Intr- in, uh, introducing our guest here. Oh, okay. Currently, he works at Flex Media. They do commercial films here in Cleveland, um, and that's awesome that you know we're joining the two houses, right? Like, yeah. Transition those docs and stuff, and and you do corporate commercial videos. corporate videos. Yeah, corporate and, videos. Um, yeah. So I see your stuff all the time online, and you guys are doing like some cool stuff here and here in town in cleveland ohio in cleveland that? yeah well we're, we're based Cle- out of parma okay same so. it's southern states of parma yeah that's good southern ohio or southern cleveland right yeah we did it's i mean i'll say this like it's it's cool i i've learned so much more about businesses like yes. the businesses around town right. that i didn't realize there were so many small and large businesses that are like big players in the world you know oh for real yeah. Um, Cleveland's got a lot of headquarters. A lot of headquarters. Um, and I've learned a lot, you know. We're pumping around a lot of good corporate videos. We mostly do, like, manufacturing and... and uh, sure. We got this big project for the Greater Cleveland Partnership, which is actually right across the street. Cleveland? Greater Cleveland Partnership. Okay. They're, like, uh, the Chamber of Commerce for Cleveland. Oh, wow. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and then, yeah, you provide a service, like, because a lot of these companies don't have in-house video production teams, mm-hmm. and you guys kind of... You know, and and take care of all their um, production, production marketing needs, marketing needs, video content, and upload it to um, to their social medias or give mm-hmm. them the files, and they yeah, sweet. I mean, what else? You know, what else could they ask for? It's great, a million dollars. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Um, so, did I leave anything out? No, no. Well, actually, I'm working on a short film right now. Oh yeah, yeah, how I'm about working. That? On a sh- it's a. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's called Ostrich Eyes. Ostrich Eyes. Yeah, and it's about uh, a uh, a not long for this world sexagenarian who is who is uh, that was a big he's, word. In a, he's in a show trial. Yeah, sexagenarian is someone who's in their sixties. That's a ten dollar word I've never heard. Well, you <laughs> learned it here. Yeah, sexagenarian. Sexagenarian. Okay. Has nothing to do with sex. I was about to say. Okay, good. You read my mind. <laughs> yeah, there's no sex. That's okay. Cool. It just means because he's in the six in his sixties. Yeah, and then he's not long for this world. Is he's that- not long for the world that he's in at that moment in time, and he's on he's on trial. He's in a show trial. Oh, and uh, it's, it's okay. Some I mean, bad I don't things are going to happen to him. Yeah, yeah. We can discuss afterwards, so it's not like you know out there Absolutely. for anybody else to kind of like pick you know pick up. So, yeah, that sounds cool. Were you going to have some sort of um, so you're producing it yourself? Yeah, I'm producing it myself. Uh, we're gonna try to raise some funds through a Kickstarter. Very good. Which should be launching end of this month, early next month. We'll link it okay. on, awesome. on this episode. Yeah. Sure. And uh, we got a really cool trailer. I showed you the trailer. Yes. Can we link that as well? Is Absolutely, that, uh, yeah. Public? Okay. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be in the Kickstarter, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll just have a nice little package. You know, Josh Lawhorn, he does stuff. You know, he's not just some guy off the street talking to us. Sometimes. <laughs> so that's awesome um, that you're doing your own your own films. And uh, do you know how roughly how long it's going to be? Is it going to be short? Is it going to be a feature? Or? It's going to be short. It's going to be about five to seven minutes. And I hope to pitch it into 
something bigger. Okay. Yeah, because I got a I got a pretty crazy idea for it. Okay. But yeah, I don't want to I don't want to give any of that away yet. No, no, that's fine. No, keep it close to the vest, and you know, uh, you know, nurture it and harness it, make it happen, and feed it, feed it, feed and it then, milk. Yep, feed it a lot of milk, and then, um, and then obviously, um, exploit it for everything that it possibly can give you. You know, just like make you millions. Okay, <laughs> that's how I'm gonna, gonna, ex- George I'm gonna exploit Lucas style. It. Yeah, I'm gonna sell it, like sell it, sell out, sell it all, sell out completely, and just okay. like make me rich idea and that's how it's, that's how it's done right that's how it's done that's how i'm told it's done they live is you know pretty much how explained in this movie how it's done oh yeah subliminally sleep obey <laughs> <laughs> hey uh do you know how we do things here yeah we're gonna go into a pitch yeah mm-hmm. you I'm ready pretty, i'm ready <laughs> okay we're pretty you know we're pretty shrewd i do have a quick question about the pitch am i supposed to do it like it's from that time period, or am I supposed to you know, do it in 2022? What do you think, Raj? I honestly don't care. Okay. Yeah, whatever is cool with you, like, we kind of roll however with you, it. However you want to go about it. We. It's kind of like an odd hmm. request from us for our guests to kind of, like, come in and, you know, like, not everyone's been through screenwriting class, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you have, but... Uh, so, whatever they their form of, like, their idea of a pitch is, we kind of just roll with it. Okay. And uh, the, the main idea is like we, we learn about the story and the characters and the filmmakers and whatnot somehow, you okay. know, we get through it, so. But uh, you ready? Hey, Raj. Raj, you awake? Uh, what, 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 I, <laughs> I, I, I was just dealing with the last film we deal, dealt right. with. Uh, oh boy, uh, I know, that, uh, was, that, one was, that one hurt. Okay. Uh, but I tell you, we got a good one here. I was in the elevator with this guy, his name's Josh Lawhorn. Uh, red, great guy um, I, that I just met, and uh, and then he gave me the elevator pitch, and I, I don't know. Sounds like sounds like a winner. Sounds like a winner. You want to hear it? Sure. Oh, he's not very excited, but that's fine. I'm, I'm still reeling with annihilation. <laughs> Why did we green like that? I don't know. The guy was very uh, charismatic. So, okay. I, I tell you, this is the one. This is the one. Josh, this is Roger. Hi, Roger. Nice to meet you. Hello, Josh. All right, what's your pitch? Okay. Ooh, straight to the point. This guy. So I got this great idea. All right, it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets 1984. Do you get the sense that something isn't necessarily right in the world right now? Everything's upside down? No, it seems pretty normal to me. (laughs) Well, Well. you're in the upper 1%, so everything's cool. That's right. (laughs) I'm a a huge Hollywood exec, so of course I want to. Yeah, so you're reaping the rewards. Yeah. I got this idea about this guy. Think like he's, a think like a normal person, like a layman. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, think about the people that you walk over yeah. when you walk down the street, and they're like, "Can I have some change?" And you're like, "Get away no. from me!" I, I, I just call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Act for me, come on. Uh, so we got this guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's working class. He's one of the downtrodden, right? I can't possibly relate to He's that. He's just trying to... F- okay, well, <laughs> pretend that you can. We're not making movies for you. We're making movies for the we're making movie. Yeah, we're making movies for the for the people out there that right. are working at Ford. Right. The people working the commissary. Come on. Okay. He finds these sunglasses. <laughs> and he puts them on. <laughs> and then guess what? 
he sees aliens. And they've taken control of the entire world. They've taken control of Los Angeles. They're pumping out their messages. We're gonna have like some really cool, really cool uh, subliminal messages. So like every magazine he looks at, it's instead of it actually being like a beautiful woman, it's gonna say, marry and reproduce. Or he walks past a restaurant, it's gonna say something like, no independent thought. We're gonna, every billboard, every magazine, every TV station, it's gonna have these crazy subliminal messages on it. And I think it's really gonna be something big. All right, how much are you asking for? Well, it's not a lot. I need about $3 million. That's it? That's it, yeah. it's. I mean, and we're gonna shoot this in LA too. We're gonna I'm shoot a, this in downtown LA. That sounds pretty, that, that sounds like a great idea. Like, I mean, $3 million? And you're gonna have aliens? We're gonna have aliens. So we're not gonna do it with any special effects or any CGI. Okay. We're gonna do it with like uh, with makeup and prosthetics. And oh, we're practicals. actually gonna, yeah, we're gonna shoot that afterwards. We don't even we don't even need to shoot that right now. We'll get all our shots that we need and we're gonna superimpose it in post production. Well, three million, I mean uh, there no there's no self respecting actor that's gonna work in how in for a movie with only three million dollars. You see, budget. I knew that you were gonna say that. Yeah. And uh, well, the funny thing is, I was at WrestleMania three okay. the other night. You, you guys know WrestleMania? You ever heard yeah, of it? Of course, Vince yeah, and sure. I go way Hulk back. Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan. It's a, bunch he, of bu- bum, it's a bunch of bums beating each other up, right? Uh, beach bums. Uh, yeah, some beach bums. Yeah, muscleheads. Yeah. Some French bums. Okay. Sure. I saw a guy body slam another dude. It was pretty impressive. Body slam. Yeah, Hulk hmm. Hogan. He body slammed Andre the Giant. Okay. It's like 600 pounds. Hey. It's pretty incredible. But I'm, I believe it. I digress. Okay. I met this guy. His name's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now, I'm telling Rowdy, you. Rowdy Rowdy Piper? Like bar? Like he's Rowdy in the he's bar? He's Rowdy. Uh-huh. And he's Irish. So his Ooh. name's Roddy. Oh, Roddy. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. Is he good he, at darts? I don't know. Okay. I didn't ask him that. Okay, that's fine. But. Fair enough. I think he's got the look. I think he's got the acting chops. Has he been in anything else? He's never been in anything else, this but I'm telling you, people love to hate this guy. Oh. Oh, he's like an anti-hero guy. Very anti-hero-ish. Oh, that's that's And he's got different. the look that I need for my character. What's this look? Uh, just a tough, burly, working class. Though I have to Is Sylvester Stallone's not available for this one? No, he wanted too much, actually. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Okay, keep the cost down. I like yeah, where you your head's keep at. The co- yes. You're going to go far in this business, let me tell you. Though I, attitude. To, though I have to ask, you're saying Roddy is an anti-hero. Is he going to be an anti-hero in the film? Somewhat. He's going to be a guy that wants to go along, but then he quickly realizes that there's something amok. What's his name? His name, uh, his name's going to be Nada. <laughs> like he's like he's like you don't really know who he is. You know what nada means in Spanish, right? No, I don't. It means nothing. Nothing. Oh, well. So his name is nothing. His name is nothing. He he okay. is no one. He is no one. He's a no, he's a nothing man. It's a nothing man story. Okay. All right. I kind of dig it. You know, it's kind of different. Kind of hip. Would kinda. you say that this film is anti-corporate? I would definitely say that this film is anti-corporate. Ooh, we're gonna okay. have problems. Yeah, uh, I, I just uh, lead up. Can you give me for a second? Yeah. Why would we ever create like this? I don't know. Why would we ever create like something? Who the director is? Maybe it's somebody good. Who, who's the director? John Carpenter. Oh. Oh. Yeah. The we thing. Just did the thing. Yeah. We did the thing, and we did the thing about the thing. 
three million, you say? Three million. Three okay. million in the thing on board. Yeah, you know who else we got? We got. Uh, remember, he, now that you guys mentioned the thing, we got Keith David. Oh, from okay. the thing. Yeah, he plays Childs and and he's going to be kind of like the sidekick, but he's not really going to be a like buddy a. Film. I love buddy film. It's not. I mean, Is it a romance? There's Is there a romance? No, there's actually going to be a big. They're going to fight. It's going to be who? Keith and Nada. They're going to fight. Da- yeah, the, that's a romance. I mean, I guess. Well, like they care about each other, but like. Okay, you know what? Wait, no, they no, fight you... each other, but they care about each other. Yeah, yeah, because because Nada's trying to like show Keith yeah. David's character, whose name is Frank. He's trying to show him that uh, there are aliens amongst them, and they're controlling everything. Right. And Frank, he just wants to go along to get along, and so they fight. It, does Frank got any skin in the game? Frank's got a, a wife and kids back in Detroit. Okay. I assume he worked in the steel mills. What, what's he doing in L.A.? He's there's there for of, work. He's th- there's plenty of work in Detroit. Well, the factories are about to shut down. The steel, the steel mills are shutting down. In Detroit? In Detroit. And, yeah. all, the, and all the corporate hogs, they're taking... Uh, what about the auto industry? Doesn't he can't find a job? Making Ford's still around, still strong. Was, was Lee Iacocca's uh, in there, right? Yeah, but they're about to leave, actually. Oh. Yeah, they're about to ship all their oh, productions to... Roger and me. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is very good. Yeah. It's not very good. <laughs> no, 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 not good for, for Flint, Michigan at all, but it is what it is. Um, that's America. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get into this? What do the aliens look like? They kind of look like... Uh, the aliens kind of look like zombies, Almost, they're very ghoulish. Ooh, gross. Mm. Yeah, they got big bug eyes and like, you know, like when you see like an anatomy chart and you can see like the the human face behind the skin and it's like, yeah, it's like muscles and kind of like Mister Body, kind of like that. Yeah, well, that sounds like an interesting enough idea, uh, or uh, idea of what it could look like. Yeah, yeah, because these people, even though they're even though they're alive and they're and they're they're humanoid esque. Mm-hmm. They're very much dead on the inside because all they care about is money. And they're aliens. And they're aliens. They're 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 free enterprisers. Wow, just like Battlefield Earth. Yeah, and they've destroyed their planet, and now they're coming here. They're gonna suck us dry of all our resources, and mm-hmm. then they're gonna go on to the next planet. Well, you know, they're uh, locusts. All right. Yeah, uh, uh, he's. I, I can tell by the breasts. He's not. He's not sold. Okay, Let's keep going um, here. Keep uh, going. Who, who, uh, if I could ask, who's going to be doing the music for the film? It's going to be. Uh, What's going to be the director, John Carpenter, okay. and no, okay. Alan Haworth, who you no. know he you know he did Star Trek. All right. And he did uh, Raiders Remember? of the Lost Ark. Okay. And Back to the Future. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Raiders of the Lost Ark isn't that John Williams? No, that's not him. It said Raiders. He was credited okay. as doing okay. the music. Okay. Cool. Check. I learn. You learn something new every day. Every day. I guess he must have been like, I don't know, additional music. Maybe. I think he did. I think he actually produced the music. I don't think he composed it. Oh, gotcha. Check. Check. He's the instruments. Okay. Check. And then we also, we got this like really beautiful actress. She said she'd do it. Her name is Meg Foster. She's got these creepy eyes. The eyes. Yeah. Yes. She's got these really creepy. She was in. What um, color are they? Are they blue or white? (laughs) I think they're blue because I don't think you can have white eyes. <laughs> or but gray. They're pretty close. Yeah. Oh boy. And she was in Masters of the Universe, that cartoon, He-Man cartoon, live action. Evelyn was Evelyn? that her? That was her name. Yeah, her. 
Dolph Lundgren, uh, Dolph Lundgren movie? Dolph Lundgren movie. The Cannon Brothers film. Yeah. Or uh, Cannon Films, guys. Yeah, Cannon Films. Yeah. Oh, uh. We're in that kind of territory right now. We, start- we like to, you know, we like to make films that cut above, uh, you know, like some highbrow. Have sci-fi. you seen their <laughs> format lately? They've been throwing out <laughs> too many high budget films. Uh, okay, three million. I spend three million going to the to the water park with my family. I'm telling you, guys. I don't see. I don't see. This is a win. This, this there's nobody in it. This is going to be big. I'm telling you, it's going to be big. Wrestling's getting there yeah wrestling is getting there this is gonna blow up and you know i have a feeling if it doesn't do well we'll at least make our money back okay okay well uh and then you got john carpenter i mean john carpenter i I think this is a two-on-one here i mean i I was sold when i heard it on in the elevator i uh we we we've been we've thrown out a lot of films Mm -hmm. i think it's about half and half in terms of what's like been profitable or not Three million does sound like. A, I mean, you guys greenlit Battlefield Earth. Come on. Yes, that was a horrible mistake. On, on, <laughs> on retrospect, right? Uh, I'm listen. I got the. I got. I. I'm passionate. I know I can make this vision happen. Who's writing it? Uh, well, it's it's John Carpenter, but yeah, you know, he he thinks he's gonna do something really cool he thinks he's gonna go under a pseudonym named Frank Armitage okay it's kind of, he's like a big fan of HP Lovecraft and oh yeah hey. and he's basing it on the right. Henry Armitage character okay. you know and he doesn't want to like you know be every credit okay but he's kind of film, like a so. one man does he edit this movie too he edits his movies yeah John he's Carpenter gonna, does yeah yeah he's gonna Get edit out. Yeah. wow this guy's a one this is like he's an auteur yeah exactly an auteur very good very well said um so tell, tell me about the save the cat moment. How, why do we care about this character, Nada? Because he's trying to save the planet. He's trying to no, save all of humanity. Yeah, but like, how do we, like, when does he, how does he save the cat? Save the cat. Okay. So it's not your traditional save the cat moment. It uh, okay. kind of happens a little bit more in the middle of the film. Okay. There's a moment where uh, the bad guys have kind of destroyed this homeless encampment. And okay. he's trying to escape, and okay. he sees this little. It's not a kid. He's like, like maybe a teenager, younger man. Okay. And he picks him up. He saves him, and he, you know, kind of takes him away from the police who are about to like close in and beat him to death. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's, he's we know he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He doesn't just walk away from he's trouble. Just, he's just trying to you know get a little piece of his pie. He believes in the system. Okay. And. He thinks it's all going to work out. All right, he's an optimist. I love it. Okay, and then um, what's his backstory? What's Nada's backstory? What like why? What makes him like you know the guy that's able to save save the day? Like what is he in the military? Was he uh, you know was he like a Ram? I'm thinking Rambo. I don't know. I got Rambo on the brain. I don't know what it is. First I don't blood. think I don't think he was a military guy. He no. Uh, no, I didn't get that sense from him. He's kind of he's he's a drifter. Really, he's yeah. a drifter. Maybe he goes from town I'm... to town. He's a, he's a working class man. He's something that yeah. you know, a guy who he's not a gets vagrant home. though. He's you no, know, so, he's not a vagrant. Sort of sounds similar to Clint Eastwood's The Man with No Name. Clint Eastwood, oh. like a John Wayne type. You okay. know, he he. Uh, this this almost sounds a little bit like a western. Almost, it, you know, it's funny you say that. It kind of is like a western. It's like the blending of sci-fi and western. And uh, John Carpenter 
is kind of infusing that in his music. You know, the song starts oh, out with yeah. a really with a really country style. That dun, would be an interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, sci-fi western. Maybe one day someone will make a movie about cowboys and aliens. Maybe. Oh, hmm, there you go. That's well, Westworld came out. What, and that's wait, like... Wait, that's, there's no aliens in there. Yeah, there's robots. And that's sci-fi western. That's true. And I that suppose. did pretty good, actually, now that I think about it. The movie? The, uh, the original? Movie. The movie, yeah. yeah. Okay. That'll work. Spawned a sequel. Franchise. Oh yeah, can we franchise this guy? This they live. We got franchise potential. Um, you know we like to cash in. We could, we could, depending on how well it does in the box office. Yeah, yeah. If you guys would be willing to, you know, yeah, green light this and maybe green light a series afterwards. Some sequels. Yeah, sequels like are it. a thing right now. Sequels are a thing. Remakes. I mean, we can do this. We can do. I mean, I, he's not asking for much, Roger. I mean, I don't know what, what, why you're so hesitant. I mean, I'm. I'm um, Almost all of our films have been bombs. We've been making terrible business decisions. <laughs> well, we're not very good at our job, I guess. I think this is going to be the one that turns it around. Fine. Okay. Yes. You, you twisted his arm. You guys are not going to regret this. <laughs> I don't think we are. I think we're. I think this is going to be a winner here. We're going to keep it small. We're going to keep the budget small. Uh, where the actors aren't crazy. They're not going to be prima donnas. They're not. You know. I think everyone's going to be humble. Um, they're going to bring that attitude to the, to the job, and um, we're going to get this one in the can under budget. It doesn't seem like we're doing crazy special effects. No, and we're going to use we're going to use pretty uh, practical locations. Yeah. Like, uh, I talked to these guys from a homeless encampment, and uh -huh. they're cool with us shooting there. Yeah. So throw them a couple bucks, a couple of pizzas, and we got that spot locked up. Just feed them. We don't even have to pamp. Just feed them. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they got to. Yeah. I mean, this day and age, you know what's what's more important than money? Getting fed, right? Or drinking. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> He's been developing an ulcer. It's, it's not healthy. But anyways, all right. Well, let's get you. Uh, let's get you over to our billing department and start to sign you up. Okay. And uh, get you on the payroll. Um, thanks, Raj. Thanks for your time. Uh, sorry to bother nice you. Nice to meet you. Get out. <laughs> and, and scene. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that went really good. I have to admit, you know, a okay. couple of distractions on my end, but yeah. Uh, other than that, like I, you know, three million, like I was, I mean, what else? You got to say yes. John Carpenter, three million. Let's do this. Well, um, uh, can't go wrong. Unfortunately, a lot of his films are bombs. Yeah, but this one made thirteen million. Yeah, yeah. Okay with that. So, Which, according to your last yes guest, thank you for listening to our last episode. You need you need to make. Triple uh, the budget, budget, yeah, triple which the budget, it, which it is considered a success. So this was a success. This is our first successful greenlit film. Well, no, there was 2001: A Space Odyssey. That one got triple. You went triple, not double. Uh, I'd have to say that again. Look it up. We learned last week. It's triple because you only get 30 percent of the box office. And this is when movies were back in the theaters. In the theaters, yeah. So this this would count. Um, uh, it had a budget of 10.5, and it got 146 million. 10.5. Yeah, 10.5. Oh it makes sense that it was only 10.5. Probably most of it went to the makeup. Well, the, uh, the, uh, the, or the models. The models, The yeah. models, yeah. The, the production sets the were pretty large, yeah. So uh, your initial thoughts of the film, Josh? Uh, why'd, you, why'd you select this film and, and in some nostalgia? I it? love the premise of this film. Like Just like the fact yeah. that like aliens have taken over and only a couple people can see and they like know something's wrong because... like. 
let's face facts. I mean, like, we get lied to by politicians oh boy. every day, Ouch. and we know it. What? No, I have complete faith in my uh, the American <laughs> government. See, that's the millennial. And and I'm a millennial. Oh boy! That's oh no! Tr- tr- yeah. tr- trust me, millennials hate the government more yeah. than mo- Gen Xers. Mo- more than Gen Xers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Boy, then because the boomers are in charge. Because the boomers, mm-hmm. yeah, and like they are still in control. Right. And it's like give it up. Yeah. You know, just, like we're Xers, ready. The Xers. Well, the millennial. You gotta. You guys gotta wait a little bit. You gotta let us Gen Xers kind of like run things for a little bit. Are you trustworthy? You, you, you chip, raised us. Chip, you're, I know you're nipping at our heels, and that's mm-hmm. fine. We need that to keep yeah. us honest, but. We're, get, we're 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 transitioning in. The apple does not fall far from the tree. From the boomers? Come on now, we're completely different. I mean, you they were like free love and and drugs and we're like we started the straight edge. <laughs> you did cocaine in the 80s. Not us. That was the boomers. My mom's a Gen Xer and she's an early Gen Xer? Yeah, yeah and she's she, more boomer then. And she and I remember she was telling me about speed when I was like Oh, 16. Speed, and I was yeah. like, Mom, you did speed? And that, she's like, Oh, honey, everyone did speed. In is the that 80s. ecstasy? No, no it's, that's it's math. It's, oh. math. it's really oh. it's math. Gotcha. Now um, everyone just vapes. Yeah. Yeah, the vapes. The vapes are Getting big. popcorn lung. Yeah. Or eats gummies, edibles. Weed edibles? edibles. Yeah, I, weed edibles. I wish I was in the drug culture thing. I have zero no, you idea no, what you do not talking about. Do people still do crystal meth? Is that, is that still a thing that's going they on? They listen to them uh, in the in the in the Midwest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just Breaking Bad was on my mind just for a second, <laughs> and I was just like, is that still a thing, or is it? Or as I don't think that was ever a thing where people were like. Yeah, I want to do crystal. Everyone's like, I want to do crystal meth because Breaking Bad. So how how old were you when you saw this film? Because this definitely wasn't a film for your generation. It's definitely for like an older, an older, uh, yeah. So I was in, I think it was like twenty five or twenty six, and I was going to film school. Oh, and I went to the, I saw the Cleveland. I want, I always wanted to see it because I'd heard like you know uh-huh. that it was like it had a cool fight scene in it, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I had heard that it was like a really cool, you know, just a really cool story. Uh, and I remember, um, I forget what teacher it was. He teaches um, the history film. He teaches like the intro film class. Uh, CSU? Still. Yeah, at CSU. Okay. And he said, go to the Cleveland Cinematheque. Like they show a lot of really cool older films. Yes. And I wanted to see it on the big screen. And I saw that like, nice. you know, that was like one of the films that they were showing that week. So I went and saw it on the big screen for the first time. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I really dig it. I mean, the writing is a little funky. Yeah. But... There are some really good lines, but there are some really bad lines. Like I remember <laughs> one, the good... first bad line uh, is uh, "Danny, I have a headache." <laughs> when they're when they're in the homeless encampment, I'm like, "What is like? <laughs> why is she over over? Oh, yeah, because of the the, the TV, the TV, yeah, yeah, the TV, yeah, yeah." And it's just I don't know. I just felt I was like, "Why is she saying it like that?" <laughs> Danny, I have a headache. Because they're show they're telling that showing. That, yeah, that part. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because because um, you see uh, Nada just kind of go like this. Yeah, I thought he was annoyed, and they all are too. Yeah, like they're all like. Oh, I'm sorry, man. you didn't. Yeah, you can't see that at home. I'm point. I'm I'm kind of holding my bridge of my nose, but yeah, Nada is having a headache too. But mm-hmm. we're not. He doesn't say anything. But that's why she says it to kind of like explain that something's happening from that TV. Exactly, some, some kind of signals coming out. And, and there's a lot of like advertisements before you find before the big reveal, and it, it's just like on retrospect, you go like, yeah. You, uh, 
you know, when when you watch a brainwash uh, when you watch the broadcast, you just realize it's just like it's brainwashing. Total, yeah, remember remember the um remember the he's like when he first gets a homeless encampment and they have the commercial where like the lady's like, I just want to be famous and I want to be pretty. Yeah, and I want yeah, yeah. to love me, and you're yeah. like. Ah, this, and then like once the final big reveal happens, you're like, "This is amazing." Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Why they're okay? Because I mean, you watch this stuff every day, you kind of get a headache. Mm-hmm. Like even if they're not pumping out this frequency, it's like, oh yeah. man, this just hurts my head. It's, it, yeah, just too much. The bright lights. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's nuts. Um, so yeah, so so you watched it like semi recently, if um, ah, uh, like four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah, cool. And then uh, Cinematech's a great spot. Um. And then, so you, so it totally, like, even though it wasn't made for you as, as you know, back in the 80s, like, you still identified with it and you still, like, loved the message or, or whatnot. Yeah, I identified with it because, I mean, I had, I had gotten out of the military and I was kind of like, you mm. know, a little, um, a little, I won't say like anti-military, but like, I was just. I'm cynical? Like, c- cynical. I was like, I had like believed in the American dream and then like, I kind of, you know, saw what it really was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, like, I just feel like everyone lied to me my whole life. Wow. And I was trying to like find myself and. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of found a little bit of myself in this movie. I was like, man, I really identify with this not a character. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, wow. I don't, I can't really believe in anything anymore. Did, did you you've watched Rambo though, First Blood? Oh yeah, Rambo okay. for yeah, yeah, it's, it's kinda, similar. Brilliant, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, that's that to me like it totally like was identical. Like his that hero and and Rambo. I mean Rambo kind of turns on his own. He's shooting up a town, yeah, though, a town full yeah. of people. With the, you know? with the rocket launcher. Exactly. The little guy with the rocket launcher. So yeah, and like, 60 millimeter. And I don't think a sheriff would have been, you know, as... Gung-ho? Yeah, as yeah. Gung, well, not only gung-ho, but I don't think he would have, like... I think the police were still very much with the military. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like... Yeah. I don't think he would have seen him as, like, you know, bum. But, uh, you know, these aliens definitely drew first blood. You know, not... Not nada. Well, well who, aliens who, drew first blood. Well, who knows? Maybe they just snuck in. It was just like, yeah, we're, we're just going to convince these people to do things, and we can use, keep, metaphorically keep our hands clean or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. So, all right. Um, does that pretty much? You got any other thoughts on um, um, your initial thoughts? I in, mean, I, in nostalgia, or obviously the sunglasses are a really cool oh, idea, yeah, and cool. then and then this is what I, I found. Like I like it, but I found it weird is uh, when he puts the sunglasses on and then you can see like the little broadcasting thing that says sleep. Yeah. Sleep. So like, do the sunglasses allow him to hear things too? You know, that was kind of weird. Right. No, I mean, you know, I mean, they they probably, I don't know. That's I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, they I, probably just did. Just like maybe it slipped, you know what I mean? And yeah. It, it seemed like they were kind of running a little loose and not not super tight on this yeah, one, you know. And when he finds the sunglasses, originally goes into that house, and there's like all these chemicals on the table. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what are they pouring chemicals on the glasses? Maybe I, maybe it's some sort of advanced uh, uh, visual sense where it's like once you become a visually, you can hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing, I know I I'm just, just throwing somebody out there it's just like I don't, I don't know how you can hear it it's like yeah. that's the thing with John Carpenter films is like really good premises mm-hmm. and like decent execution for the most part yeah. but mm-hmm. there's a, there's like plot holes you know yeah, the, yeah. The, the, there's gonna be 
I, I think one of the best examples of it kind of working in its favor is the thing where it's just like it's you're meant to be confused yeah uh, but uh, there's also just like I like ambiguity in mm-hmm. films. Like I think that, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. filmmakers they just they they tell too much of a backstory, mm-hmm. or you know, oh, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they yeah. I, that's cool. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, a good film, a good film. While you're watching it, you're asking questions and you're yeah. trying to figure out the mystery behind it. But like, exactly, but like everything now, it's just like it just shows you everything. Did you ever see Mother? I uh, have not seen Mother, but I've been told I need to see it. Well, I I know that uh, I know that you know it's like. When you watch it, you kind of take your own interpretations of it. But the director has gone on to kind of say, "Oh yeah, no, this is what the movie's about." It's just like he talks about it in like interviews and yeah, whatnot, and leaves lame. nothing to imagination. It's just like, come on, man, mm-hmm. you, we could at least try and figure this out on our own. You didn't have to like spell out the entire plot of the movie, just like in interviews and whatnot. Exactly, because then it ruins it. It takes away. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I think I've mentioned David Lynch before. I love David Lynch because he refuses to talk about his films. Yeah, and David Lynch is a weirdo. Yeah, and <laughs> to say the least. But we were—I just found out that he got his big break from Mel Brooks. That's that's wild. David Lynch. Yeah, with doing, oh, wow. doing the Elephant Man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, that's, I didn't know that Mel Brooks. Yeah, Mel Brooks was the guy who who like he produced, produced that. It? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Brooks films. Yeah. I think you actually. I do think you mentioned that in the podcast. Yeah. Yes. I know. Okay. So now, yeah, I'm just like it's wild that like a comedian guy helped out. You know, David Lynch, who's very comedic. Honestly, the, he's he lives in the world of absurdity. Like he's oh, built yeah, his own world sense. of absurdity. I've never looked at him at like that angle. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like. Um, in Silencio, there is no music. And I was like, that is kind of funny. Yeah. I was like, I always took him as serious, and that's maybe that's where I messed up. I don't take him serious at all. I, I, th- wow. I, th- I think he's a guy who sees the absurdity in the real world and tries to express it in the best way that he knows how to. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and we're still talking about Lynch, right? We're yeah, not we're talking about Lynch. We yeah, should, yeah. yeah. Eraserhead is just such a absurd film. Mm-hmm. Just like so many weird things, or like the overacting in certain regards, or just like there's always overacting in a lot of his stuff. I need Twin read. Peaks with yeah. the with the little guy singing, mm-hmm. and it's like he's like talking backwards. Like it's like his dialogues reverse. Like, what is the point we, of that? Field. I thought he was just out there. I didn't know he was like trying to be funny. Like this I was, don't know if he's trying to be funny. <laughs> well, there, just, was, there, nah. was the, uh, there was there was the there was. Uh, this was brought up in a review of his Dune. Uh, there's this one scene when they're like looking at this one pod uh, with like the uh, creature that builds into hyperspace, uh, that powers hyperspace or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just like there's this moment where it's just like stuff spills all over and everyone's just dead serious. And then there's just this guy with a mop that comes in. And he's just like mopping it, everything up, and everyone's just kind of like casual. It's just okay. like it's kind of it's just kind of funny detail. I watched the first half of that Dune, of the original Dune, and I turned it off. I can't do it. I've never been able to watch uh, it. It's, I mean, it's yeah, it's not watchable. It's all exposition. It's yeah. just like going from thing to thing to thing to I thing. I could barely watch the new one. You know, really? Yeah, I just, I, I just completely like not. You just don't like in. Dune. I don't. I, I guess so. I don't. I mean, it's it's visually great, but like. When you sit around and whisper and stuff all day long, and it's just like nothing, it, and then like they're not really acting, or I don't know, and then it's just like the girl and the girl and the girl and the girl gets there and end of the movie. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I felt <laughs> like I felt like uh, 
that is the, this is the thing with Dune, uh, with at least the new Dune, is that it's all the it essentially covered the first half of the book. Yeah, yeah. and it, it Josh it, Brolin, where'd he go? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, what? no, the, I have the, a feeling he's gonna come back. And the shields are like, mm-hmm. you can still cut through shields. Well, you could cut through the shield. It's just like it was. It took a little bit longer. I got uh, that from it. Oh, for real? Yeah, like, I when got you, no that from blood. It. I don't well, know. Uh, yeah, no, these are PG thirteen for. Sadly, but uh, okay. but uh, with with, with the, those shields in Dune, I'd rather uh, just watch Pitch Black. I like um, my time. I like the Chronicles of Riddick. Better yeah, than Pitch Black. Okay, but oh, but even you. that was a little weird. You know, I, I just like that. You keep what you kill. In the in the Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles, yeah. right, right. It just seems like the similar type of enemy. Definitely. Yeah. Really doing a good job to explaining they live here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I know. We're just <laughs> well. I'll get there. Uh, Raj, you ready for your initial thoughts and nostalgia of the film? Uh, initial thoughts. Uh, so I think I've only seen this film one other time. It was uh, when I was going on a John Carpenter binge. It's yeah. just like I think I saw a thing, and then I wanted to watch Big Trouble in Little China, and then I was watching yes. a bunch of other stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I watched it. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I had been told greatest action scene ever, and uh, <laughs> boy, does it go on for a while. <laughs> it was like kind of disturbing how like long it was, yeah, but it's funny in moments too, <laughs> oh, yeah, where yeah. like you think it's over. <laughs> and, 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 there, there's that one where it's like, okay, uh, he's like leading up against a brick. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, you think it's over? And it's just like you, you think they're gonna apologize, and he gets back to beating him up. <laughs> It's like they went through a whole like, like you know, in wrestling, mm-hmm. the guys would be, be friends and then they would be enemies and yeah. then be friends. Like they did that whole character, that whole story arc in like this whole scene in in a, in a <laughs> well, less than six minute fight scene. Wow, well, I think, yeah. I think Roddy uh, helped choreograph he that did, scene. Yeah, yeah he it took was, three weeks, yeah. three weeks to choreograph that. For real, yeah. I saw yeah. a suplex. I was hoping for the DDT, but I didn't get that kind yeah. of. Uh, satisfaction. Uh, DDT. Once you do a DDT, it's over. Like a real one. Like a in real. A real yeah, movie. Well, yeah. I mean, like. That was the thing about Jake the Snake Roberts, who invented it. It uh-huh. was like that was his move. You did it once, and you didn't have to do it again. Right. And then, like as wrestling progressed, it became you know kind of like a filler, like a normal, yeah, like an arm filler bar. move. Yeah. But wasn't that Rowdy's finisher? The the DDT. Am I wrong? No, I don't think his was. I don't actually. I don't know what his finisher was. Yeah, he wasn't the sleeper hold guy. That was no. Brutus the Barber. I don't really watch wrestling, so I couldn't tell. No, this this is totally up my alley. Mm. Keep talking, right? Uh, 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 so yeah, I watched it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't. I don't think it's my favorite Carpenter film, but uh, uh, I, I do like upon looking at it from like second time because I don't think I got the satirical aspects of it when mm-hmm. I first watched it. Uh, but I, I I just know at this point Carpenter was done. He was so tired of Hollywood. He was just like, uh, uh, uh he, he was just like sick of it all. He just mm-hmm. wanted to, this, this movie is essentially a, a, an excuse for him to vent. He's probably, was just yeah. like, I didn't probably why he didn't ask for much money or anything. He was just like, I'm just going to do it for $3 million. Roddy's finisher was the sleeper. It was a sleeper hold. That's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. Makes how, sense. How about that? I'm sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think, um, I mean, because he didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. He didn't make a ton of movies after this, you know. Like he did after this, it was Memoirs of a Miserable Man, In the Mouth of Madness, Village of the Damned, Escape from L.A., Vampires, 
Ghosts of Mars. Okay, he did a lot. I'm a liar. Well, no, no, no. It's, but it wasn't it, a lot, it's unfortunately, not a lot of it's, it's, it's after they live. Well, yeah. more so after In the Mouth of Madness, where, you know, his, his like, quality just knows It died. dips. Yeah, it dips. It's like, oh. And, I mean, Ghost of Mars. I liked it. I, I, I liked, liked it. aspects of it. I liked it. But... But it's he's just it, it was a week. It was, he got I, really low budget. Yeah. You know, he just went too low budget. Well, it, it, like, it, well, I think he was just sick of it all at that point. He just was like, I don't want to. Well, do it, this why anymore. even do it then? You know, if you're not going to do cash. it, right, you know, Escape from L.A. It's like John there's a lot of good scenes in that, but like it's you can tell that it's like. Is that the last this, one? Escape from L.A. No, no, his last one was The Ward. No, 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 the Escape movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. that was the yeah. Like, like he's notoriously said in like interviews, it's like he would probably do stuff for cash. Whenever, whenever someone's remaking his films, it's like oh, I don't mind because I'll stick out my hand and a paycheck will magically appear. And it's just like at this point, he's probably like I probably need cash for my cigarettes or my booze or something. I'm just done. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really can't respect that. Now that I'm, now I, I can, that. I can respect it because he's just like. You know what? I'm, I don't want. I don't want to do much with this anymore. Roger, I'm an artist. I'm an yeah. artiste. But we all got to eat. But yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. Time, that, that's, that's, yeah. That's why. He, or play video games. He wants money to p- play video games. He plays video games. Oh yeah, he's like stated in a lot of stuff. Where it's like, oh, I'll be playing like Borderlands or Dead Space or or uh, or. Uh, Call of Duty. He he plays like a ton of video games. Hmm. He, he just like sounds like a bum. I want to be like him. Oh yeah, I no, up. he's a bum. He's <laughs> he's like living his best life. He's doing concerts and whatnot. He's like, uh, he's very self-proclaimed lazy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's even like going to well, concerts or something. What creative person isn't a procrastinator? Come on. Oh yeah, but like in th- in this regard, he's like extraordinarily lazy. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like in, uh, comp- compared to that, where he's just like going to concerts nowadays after he like took a long hiatus of not doing anything it's just like at this point where it's just like he's doing music he's doing what he love, loves and he's like what What? how old is he he's like uh, 74 oh wow nice and, yeah, he, and he looks like he, and he looks like he's 106 <laughs> <laughs> poor come on man don't roast a guy he's, poor John he, he worked hard man he worked hard on his life he entertained us like oh, let's yeah. take it he easy did. on the guy he made a couple movies that will stand the test of time absolutely yeah. The Thing being one this yeah. one The Thing is probably his best movie mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, is, yeah. I mean but Halloween you know that's Halloween. kind of inspired the mm-hmm. whole did he do part two as well no, no he, I, he, he never did it what like no, I can't say he never did because he did Assault He Escape. might have produced. He might have Because pro- I know Alan Haworth worked on the music for Halloween 2. And Halloween he produced 3. a lot of them. He, okay. was, he was like in, involved. Uh, but he, the only sequel he ever did was Escape from L.A. And boy, does it show he probably shouldn't do sequels. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, that wrap it up for you? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is the first time I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I never even knew this movie existed. When you like, I think he might have mentioned it, but I never thought anything of it. But then, all right, Roger, what do you got? Uh, I, I just you, you say ne- you never knew existed. Uh, th- th- this movie has a reputation. It's like one of the best movies you never know exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, was that for real? Yeah. yeah. Well, how about that? I fell right into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I was I was thoroughly entertained. Um, I'd love to see Rowdy Piper. I I can't believe I've never watched this movie in my mm-hmm. in my entire mm-hmm. life. And thank you for bringing it to the table this table 
And uh, <laughs> is this wood? No, I don't oh. think so. Um, but um, wow, because an hour and a half of just pure fun and a great premise and great um, my childhood hero. You know whose was it? Even Ryan, he's got a little Roddy Piper uh, action figure in his, in his office. Nice. Um, love wrestling. Um, but Me too. You know, Me um, too. By the way, you did. I'm I'm still a big wrestling fan, although it's I've, not I've been, good anymore. Yeah, I, I've I've left it ever since. Um, kind of like ever since like WCW kind of got. Yeah, after the Attitude Era. Yeah. I mean, I st- I stuck around till 2005 okay. with the ruthless ruthless aggression era, and I, then I left. And then when Daniel Bryan started to blow up, that was insane. I don't even know that. those guys. Oh, dude, Daniel Bryan blew up around 2000. 2014. So I've been out a lot Him longer. Him and CM than Punk, yeah. And now there's AEW and WWE. Yeah. AEW is like the new WCW. But like the thing is, is they don't know how to tell stories anymore. That's the worst. Yeah. And WWE is well, bad. We need Eric Bischoff again. I mean, he's I mean, great. Eric Bischoff's come back a couple times, but he's just not good. He's not in there making the matches and stuff. No, no. He was. He was. See, when he had the unlimited checkbook mm-hmm. and he was booking, like, Turner's. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was decent TV. But he quickly. Be, he like quickly tried. He wanted to become Vince McMahon. Yeah, of course. And that kind of ruined it. That's when, like, the end. When once he joined the NWO, I feel like. Yeah. It was like it just became too much. Oh. You know. I don't know. I, I mean, they were. They were. They were. They were, were kind of like competing. I mean, I think that they was healthy were, for the sport for the they, no, for the business. That was yes, it was good, but they did too much screwy stuff and that's why they went bankrupt they spent way too much money and they did too many screwy finishes they, they were too having, many run-ins yeah but they were having a, a, a pay-per-view every month like yeah, how, how but they, they not, weren't making money and the, the shows were I've, I was there like it was sold out sold yeah, no, out. yeah they were always sold out how do you not make money oh because they oh, putting too much into the production they were putting they well they were producing in-house yeah and also, they um, what they were doing is they were giving matches away for free on on cable TV. Yeah, that they were not then doing on pay per view. Their pay per view numbers were abysmal. Oh, because Nitro exactly. It was all about good, ratings. Yeah, yeah, ratings war, and then yeah. the WWF had the same thing. Okay, mm-hmm. well then, and then then they bought them out, and you're fired. And I, I yeah. remember that episode. Uh, you know, Shane McMahon goes on WCW yeah. into the ring and says everyone's fired. I don't know, man. It was like that was kind of like the beginning of the end for me. But it was good to see all my old all my old WCW WWF characters in WCW mm-hmm. uh, living it up against you know their third act or whatnot. And then now you see these documentaries where like you know uh, what's his name Jake the Snake is you know recovering you know mm-hmm. everything drug addict or what Scott Hall Scott Hall one yeah for sure and I love these have you seen the documentary behind uh, the Dark Side of the Ring. Have you seen uh, that? Is that the Bret Hart, Bret Hart one? No, no, Dark Side of the Ring. It's uh, it's produced by Vice, okay. and they're great. You should watch them. They're like they're like amazing. Uh, is it just like goes through other characters? I it, just saw one with Sergeant Slaughter uh, or something. I don't know if Sergeant Slaughter was on that. I, I don't know wrestling. I can't okay. contribute to this <laughs> conversation. But this, is, this is just good filmmaking. Yeah. These are good stories. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Go. And the production value behind it is incredible. Something about like they're trying to get all these old artifacts back like one guy's trying to go around and find these old like like sergeant slaughter's like mm-hmm. i don't know iron sheik's boots and stuff like that yeah i know that i know the that wwe cool. network 
or peacock or whatever it is now are doing stuff like that they, yeah but that's that's like you know like trying to find like the memorabilia yeah memorabilia, the memorabilia that was lost right yeah so that's that's my childhood so i love all that stuff so it's great, great to see rowdy in a great movie not a b movie i don't think this is a b movie was this a b it's movie? a b movie oh, dang it it's a b movie dang it i wish yeah. I, I wish i want more i want more for rowdy say john carpenter it's a b movie for the most part is rowdy dead yeah, know. he yeah. did die. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's dead. Oh man. Yeah, he's actually very prophetic too. He like talked about how he wasn't like. So like, if when you're a wrestler and you like you do pay into like your retirement, uh-huh. and he was like in an interview saying like face facts, like I'm not gonna make it to 65. I'm not gonna get to see my retirement. Oh boy. Yeah. That's I think he sad. passed away at 61. Oh boy, that's young. That's yeah, a, it's the, the life. It's a hard life. I mean, mm-hmm. the, watch that movie. The wrestler kind of gives you open eye, open your eye to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the movie and whatnot. Um, uh, there was a couple of plot holes. <laughs> like I was in a union job, and this guy walks onto a union job. Yeah, and gets a job. Like gets a job L- right away in L.A. But I don't think it was a union job because remember he looks over and he sees like the Mexican no, dudes. No, that's totally a union job. Okay, all right. <laughs> a union job is five or six people standing around talking and one guy doing work. Okay, that's a union yeah, job. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Okay. I've been in a one. All right. I did twenty years in one, and um, like you cannot walk onto a job and be like, "Give me a job." Like, I, no, yeah. There's a hall. There's a hiring hall. There's an apprenticeship you got to get through. I mean, you got to work. You know, your apprenticeship while working on a job. There's a stewardship. I mean, there's like all kinds of stuff. Like to get, it. you cannot walk on. Who the did job. he say he needed to talk to though? The the, the steward, the, right. steward? The, the shop steward. And all that guy is is you're, you go between the guys in the field and somebody in the union hall. That's what that is. So, so maybe that, he talked to him. Do we know? I mean, I, I don't know. Like he might have pulled some strings. They must have been hurting for labor because mm-hmm. they always need bodies. You know what I mean? Maybe they couldn't communicate with the uh, the. The Mexicans that were in there, yeah, because if they speak a different language and they, they you know, so he's got a leg up because he can speak English. Well, I mean, that helps. I mean, he's he's pretty built, and he had to you know dig out that he was working on that pile of dirt. So go ahead, Raj. Well, I mean, have you seen how built Roddy Piper is? It's, I know. It's like, oh, well, I mean, maybe we could just get him to just do some heavy lifting or something. It's just like, <laughs> oh lord, seems like it was a very important job putting a hole in that dirt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But um, but then the next day he's a no call no show. Like, come on, dude. And then you know, like, like you're he was set. Like he was a drifter, right? And he was like, yeah. oh man, I'm down and out. You see him in the train tracks with the with the backpack. And then a couple of days later, he, later he gets a week's worth of pay. Yeah, you get, get thrown a week's worth well, of pay. I mean, do we really know how long he's like? You know, working it looks like stuff? he he only worked for a day. <laughs> exactly. And the next day he's a no call no show. He's he's, he's a burnout already. Like he. See, he's he's already done. Like, but he he could have gotten health insurance. He could have gotten a four hundred one k, a pension. <laughs> he could have gotten dude like prevailing wage if that was a government job. Like, he's set. But you know what his problem is? Huh? He doesn't play by everyone else's rules. Well, I thought you bought into the American American way. Well, he he could have bought in his way into yeah, the middle of America. He asks questions. Oh, oh, I guess he asks questions. Yeah. Whereas Keith David's ball. character, Frank Armitage, he just wants to get along. He just wants to go along to get along. Sure. Okay. So, okay. So he's he he wants to he wants to know too much. He sees something's up. Something something's up yeah. for sure. Um, and then straight up, um, 
He just started. He just blows away those cops. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. He's yeah. straight up a cold blooded killer. Zero to one hundred right away. <laughs> like no wonder this movie's an hour and a half because he skipped about a half hour. Yeah. Just building up. There's like having to kill somebody. Like, he did one, not care. There's that one moment where <laughs> it, it, he sees that old lady in the yeah. shop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and he's just like just flat out nowhere he's just like throwing insults from maldehyde <laughs> face he looks at that other lady it's like you you're okay this one real ugly so i watched this movie like twice preparing for it because yeah. i remember like the first time i saw it i was like man he just goes from zero to 100 exactly. way too quick he like bumps into her mm-hmm. and she she's says something crude. to him yeah. yeah she's like very crude to him mm-hmm. and that's why he makes that comment so yeah. i think like it's somewhat justified oh, yeah, but no, at the no, same no. time yeah. but it, it, it's where, a overboard where, yeah <laughs> but like I'm just saying like throughout this entire film he's been kind of like respectable respectful and everything yeah and, and then just suddenly out of nowhere I mean like he just went through something hor- horribly like not traumatic but just like horribly shocking it's just like I guess he needs some way to let it all out yeah, yeah. exactly he definitely vents away yeah. like right away it's just like, like I'm gonna take charge yeah, um, but like I had shades of uh, with all the one-liners and just the comedy and not comedy, but just mm-hmm. like the way it's kind of like done. It's, well, it is it's a silly. comedy. It's silly. Oh, it is. Yeah, this is sci-fi supposed to be a comedy. Com- yeah, is that like one of the slashes, like sci-fi comedy, or or, or is it just kind of like implied? John comedy? Carpenter kind of wrote this as like a satirical comedy. Oh, okay, yeah. satir- mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see it now for sure because I saw shades of um, someone you know coming out afterwards obviously the army of the dead mm-hmm. and that whole evil dead series that kind of reminded me a little bit this is my boomstick like, yeah. you know what I mean I've come here to chew bubble gum and kick kick and ass I, yeah I don't know and can I'm we all... censor that should we censor no, ass oh, okay. I'm so sorry uh, no no I'm, I'm just curious I don't know what yeah, to censor I, you know how many gum. times in my head I said ace <laughs> I was gonna come on the show and say ace <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that's in Dazed and Confused mm-hmm. uh, um, at the end when the guy's like, uh, we came here to drink beer and, and kick some ass. I'm almost out of beer. Yeah. Like, it's, it's totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta, they've got to have got it from, from They Live. So. The, uh, but the bubblegum line got stolen by Duke Nukem. Oh, of course. Duke yeah. Nukem, yeah. yeah. From what there I understand, go. he had a book of one-liners and mm-hmm. that was in it. And that oh. was like the one that him and John Carpenter agreed upon. Um, did, you, did you know uh, Piper's Pit? Oh yeah, the pineapple. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, like uh, I mean, that was like his little talk show, and mm-hmm. like, he would instigate all. That these. was the first one. I loved it. I yeah. think I think he broke up the rockers. I think that happened. Or did that, did that happen in the in the? Um, was that no no? Uh, Shawn Michaels uh, kicks Marty Giannetti through, through the, the glass, glass. The play glass yeah. window yeah, yeah. shattered my world. Throat, yeah, I don't know if that was in the Piper's Pit or the or a different one. That I think that was I think that was. Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Was, yeah. See, there's kind of the same. Anyways. Um, well, because they all built off that off Piper's, Piper's Pit. Pit. That was the first one. But Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant was definitely instigated in Piper's yeah, Pit. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, look at your little statue that you got for 15 years. Yeah. And look at Hulk Hogan's for three years. Look how, how big and different it is. And then uh, Andre the Giant got all mad and started beating up yep. Hulk Hogan. Dude, that was the best. No, he rips his shirt. Yeah, he ripped, yeah, yeah. And there's actually like a little bit of blood. Yeah. I remember. Oh, man, he's all red, Hulk Hogan. Oh, man. And then that was it. And then that, and then it went to the WrestleMania to fight that battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Andre the Giant's story, by the way. Um, yeah, he's, you know legendary oh my god could drink yeah. so many beers for real um princess bride was top top oh film. yeah it was a really good film um anyways um that was cool um i think this is like kind of like a um like a billboard for um 
uh, glasses and getting contacts, um, you know, transitioning. Yeah. You weren't around huh. back then, but like contacts was new when I was like a kid. Yeah. Like, um, uh, middle school esque, you know, um, elementary school. Like, like those, like the, the, those, that white container, mm-hmm. that was like your contact case, uh, like the very first edition of it. So um, there's sort of like, uh, that was a new thing. Yeah. To have that. So, it was kind of cool how they talked about it in the film, because um, that wasn't regu- that wasn't like a regular way to have prescription glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't get contacts till I was in high school. I remember I I'm supposed to wear glasses. Oh yeah, I just don't because I got bullied a lot when I was a kid. For glasses? Yeah, for glasses. Yeah, because because you look smart and they don't exactly. And I like remember that. like I I was like five. I had to wear glasses, and I remember I would ask my mom if I could get contacts, and she'd say no, it's too expensive. So I kind of identify with that a yeah. little bit. Like oh, contacts are the expensive version of glasses, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely let you keep your own look, mm-hmm. I guess, and not have to put on these frame things around your eyes, but. You do get kind of labeled as a, as a known all smart guy, and you know that's going to be threatening to some people, I guess. Um, the punching sound, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and how some of them just clearly miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, totally. The first couple, the first yeah. couple miss, and then you're like, "Come on, <laughs> can you shoot that from a separate, a different Three angle?" Three weeks. <laughs> what is this dolomite? <laughs> Uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, and then this Peter Jason guy, the Gilbert. Gilbert? Yeah. Did he, does, he, does he do voiceovers for cartoons or something? I know him from Mortal Kombat. Remember the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie? Yes. He shows up and Johnny, C- Johnny Cage is like, hey, why are you sitting in my chair? And that guy turns around. The oh. guy who, who turns into Shang Tsung. Okay. That's how I know him. Okay, because his voice sounds super familiar. Yeah. I was kind of hoping Roger would know, because Roger would know these deep dive guys that do voiceovers. I'm I'm completely I'm completely honest. Which one's Gilbert? The the guy who's kind of like, uh, he's got the slick back hair. He kind of knows what's going on. Yeah, he's the guy that's like oh he, the guy, guy, he leads the the preacher yeah the back into the house yeah of the people of the people that are sleeping outside. Oh, he's not the guy who, who at the end shows them around. No, their face. no, 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 that's the that homeless guy. guy yeah, no. yeah, I can't say I know who Gilbert is. I have to look into that guy because his voice sounds he's so familiar. He's got a familiar. deep. Yeah, he's got a pretty pretty noticeable. Peter Jason is the guy. He just seems like like he's been in a bunch of stuff that. Like I grew up watching cartoons and you know mm-hmm. uh, Transformers or GI Joes, and I think his voice is just one of those guys because I kept hearing something in there. Something kept like triggering my my memory of something, so he... I have to just look at it um, and, and, and figure that out. Um, and then what's with the what's with the dig on Cleveland? I, I, I didn't yeah. think it was a dig. I don't think it no? was a dig. No, because I've thought about this. Okay, it's one of the best you. lines. Uh, well, they ain't from Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. What he's saying is he's saying they're aliens. They're not like normal working class people, which is probably what Cleveland would have been seen as. That's how I like at first okay. I thought it was a dig, but then yeah. I looked at it, well they ain't from Cleveland. Like yeah, I but don't then think they laugh. he was Don't they laugh? Don't they giggle? 
No, he says, well, they ain't from Cleveland. And then Keith David's like, come maybe. on, man, you got to get serious. Okay, maybe. He's maybe. like, well, when you find something out, yeah. you tell me. Nothing's <laughs> <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah, zero to ten. Yeah. No, but like, I'm just so used to Cleveland being a punchline. It's a punchline, but I don't think that that was meant to be a punchline. It's not like a, it's not like a, ha uh, ha, <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. It's more like, yeah, it, it, it's just like, you know, just having fun. With They're it. not from Cleveland. Mm. Okay. If you would have said they are from Cleveland. That would have been a dig. That would have been a dig. Yeah. Okay. Just I. I just I. I'm real sensitive about Cleveland. So am I. Okay. Good. I've gotten in arguments with people. I just don't. I just don't think that we're the laughing stock like everybody thinks we we're are. We're not. We work hard. All. I mean. Absolutely. What? What percentage of Hollywood is from Northeastern? Oh Ohio? my gosh. You how know? many? How many bar, Brownsbacker bars are out there in the country? Because people live here and go around the country mm-hmm. and like. Um, and do work. We're good people. We work hard. Yeah. Yeah, we're real people. We're not some joke. Exactly. We're not aliens. No. That's for sure. We come from the heartland. And who wouldn't want to leave Cleveland? for right. the You know, because yeah. like the weather's not good. Yeah. The weather's it's not good. Like six months of the year, like there's like, but I always say there's like a, there's like an evil spirit that inhabits Cleveland during the winter. A Lake Erie monster? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's a great place to raise a family. It's, I'm doing yeah. that right now. So. They're good people. And I grew up here, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know, you know, just tons of talented people, and uh, we got everything that everybody else has. You, you know? ever want to know what? And three sports. You ever want to know what Cleveland's all about? Just watch the hastily made Cleveland tourism videos. That'll <laughs> yeah, set you straight. I know Mike Polk. There it is. I used to, I used to produce his show at Hilarities. Hmm. Good thing I'm yeah. wearing steel toe shoes. He's a good guy. Because you're dropping names, but yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I know Mike Polk. Ooh, uh, he's a good dude. So they were My, good. Funny enough, his. My favorite video of his is the cat video. The cat, yeah, he's... I like the Spanish, the one-year Spanish, Spanish love song. That, um, yeah, that's hilarious. He's got a lot of good ones. That's good stuff. Factory of Sadness. Oh, that one's amazing, yes. I'll see you next week. (laughs) 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 Love that one. So, um, okay, cool. Um, So, what were you thinking? What were were these filmmakers thinking? What was their message behind this film, Josh? Uh, Definitely, I'm... At that moment in time, the Reagan administration mm. was still in power. Yeah, you remember. And it was, yeah, I, re- was, <laughs> born, I, was, I was born in 1989. Um, but uh, it was about Reaganomics, pretty much. It was like, you know, like trickle down yeah. economics, like, and it worked for a little bit, but then, like, it, you know, kind of bankrupted every, you know, all the small businesses. Ford left shortly thereafter. Like, all these factories closed. And then, you know, the working class man was kind of. Mm-hmm had to like figure it out for himself you know and a lot of people i feel like lost trust in the government at that moment in time seems to be a common theme in sci-fi you yeah. know um, watch out for the man you know beware the man mm-hmm. well i feel like uh trust in the government had already been sown with like vietnam yeah but that was the that was the the liberals mm-hmm. like now the conservatives were even starting to lose faith Mm, interesting. I mean, and they're in charge. And they were in charge. So, cool. And Let's there was, it. like, yuppie culture. Yeah, and, I was running, um, I was wandering around the wild. Cocaine. There's a lot of people not getting jo- not with, without jobs these days. It's not the really. Stock, the stock market was yeah. probably, you know, flying. Well, the stock market boomed, and then 
the second largest um, bust up to that point happened in I think '87. Oh, like an insider trading bust or something? No, no, no. Like like where the stock market went, it oh, dropped oh, the oh, low. Oh, yeah, yeah. The stock was, market crashed. Yeah, it crashed. I think in '87. Oh, okay. So we so, had a recession. Yeah, because what happened was, you know, it was cheap money. It was cheap yeah. credit. Cheap credit. So everything was being bought up and run up and prices were... You know, my parents bought a house around that time in like 84, 85, right? Mm-hmm. And they said the interest rate was like... 14%. The, isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah, Thank you insane. for saying that. I was, like, I was like, I know it was way more than 10. Yeah, it was like, like 14%. That's amazing. I mean, that's like super high. Uh-huh. I mean, the house itself probably wasn't expensive. You know, to our standards. Yeah. But like you add the fourteen percent just to borrow the money or whatever. I mean, that's ridiculous. Dude, in Japan, yeah. at that moment in time, you ever heard of the term miracle economy? No. Okay. Well so Japan was at one point in time referred to as the miracle economy because they um they had come out of World War Two and like oh, they had okay. quickly become oh, like yeah. one of the one of like the the, the um Superpowers? Superpowers, yeah, yeah, economically. Right. And uh, so their economy was booming. Everyone thought that Japan was going to overtake the United States. You know, Uh-oh, we can't do Nintendo, that. Nintendo, Sony, yeah. all these big companies, all these Atari, big tech sure. companies. And so at one point in time, people were having to take out – property was so expensive – all the like it was said all the property like all the land in Tokyo was worth more than all the land in the United States people were having to take out 125 year loans whoa and then their kids would also have to sign off on those loans because they would inherit the property and it's still going like that and then their economy you know went bust oh and then so but those people are still saddled with those loans today still yeah still Oh my goodness! And if they don't sign off on the loan, then they don't get to keep the house after the parents pass away. The government takes it. Yeah. Whoa! That's that's isn't that insane? That's um, completely insane. Like, that's crony capitalism. Oh boy! Like let's hope that doesn't happen here. You know? I hope not. Yeah. I mean, I mean who knows? I empire uh, like th- th- that's the thing. Empires rise and fall. Yes. I, I I'm certain one of these days like. Well, uh, I'm pretty positive one of these, these days America might eventually become something else. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. I think we're going to splinter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think we're at a I think we're at a moment in our in our country's history. It's kind of sad to say, but I think like it's you know the decline of the empire. I think mm-hmm. I think we're becoming you know the United Kingdom, where it's like mm. they're still in control, but you know they're not seen as the superpower of the world anymore. Okay. And it seems to be speeding up, you know, like with every successive empire, it seems like you only get to keep so much of your time in the sun. Mm-hmm. Empire of the sun. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Um, sweet. Uh, Raj, did you have any thoughts on uh, the meaning of what the filmmakers were thinking? Uh, well, I definitely think a good chunk of this movie is with change there must also come some form of conflict mm-hmm. uh, especially with how drastic a change they had to go Roddy Piper has to kill so many people in order to like bring about that you know awareness of hey there are freaking aliens everywhere they're like in control they're like using us uh, did you guys ever know the colors of the aliens like red they're blue and red and the white end. And oh. white, 
you know, it was just like teeth, and there's got like little bits yeah, and their eyes aren't their eyes white, red, white, blue. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, oh that's America. And they got like stars in their eyes. Oh boy, dude. Wow. This guy goes. Yeah. I guess it's that level. I I kind of heard about that, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, it, it is actually kind of there, huh? Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Uh. Very much a. Uh, there's going to be conflict no matter how you go. Going to go about it. And it's just also like, is it worth it? Like now, people know, is it worth it? Like, uh, it, like we we don't know what's going to happen afterwards. We just know that people know there could be like there's going to be a huge like war or something, and like a bunch of people are going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very much uh, it's probably good that we know, but we we don't know if it'll be good in the long run. Yeah, but uh. Okay. Those are just kind of my thoughts on that. All right. I mean, I was, obviously, um, commercialism is what something I think the movie's about. Um, you know, those subliminal messages, um, you know, all the articles and the, and the labels. It's all designed to trigger something uh, to trigger your hormones. Yeah. Or yeah, something to get you to buy. Yeah. Or to marry and produce. Or. You know what I mean? Or obey. You know, sleep, sleep, fall asleep. Go, don't, pay, don't pay attention. Go to work. Do your eight hours. Like, Get it, produce. Uh, come, come, look, come in the. Uh, look at a dollar bill. This is your god. Yeah, yeah. this is your god. Right. Um, and then also like, um, um, you know, do your eight hours. Produce. Come in to be part of the system. Stay in the system. Don't be your own individual person or your own. You know, don't. Like we're a hive collective, you know, like, yeah. you know, work together. Which isn't that funny about the dollar bill mm-hmm. is like, this is your God. And then we were just talking about how John Carpenter has totally sold out. And like, he <laughs> just like, yeah, make a remake. I don't care. Give me the money. Yeah. I want to play well, video it's, games. It's, it's, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, we've got family to feed. He's become everything that he hates, I guess. Or, maybe, that he, I mean, well, that he hated or maybe it's just that he stopped trying. How like many it, people do hold on to their ideals from when they were younger? How many? You know what I mean? You never, I mean, it's no one. You change because you got different things. You own land, and you got to pay your mortgage, yeah. and you got to, you know, you don't have the money to buy the house. You got to pay, do the, you know, you got to get a mortgage from the bank, and they get interest. And one of we're the, talking about that. One of the only few examples I can think of that is probably Alan Moore. Alan Moore is just a crazy person, though. So, well, uh, um. Miyamoto, the guy that created Mario mm-hmm. and Donkey Kong and Zelda, mm-hmm. he always got paid the same salary. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, like they wanted to give him pay raises and stuff like that, and he like always kept a modest living of like fifty thousand dollars a year Good for because him. he never wanted to forget who he was. Do you know? It reminds me of this guy that uh, uh, recorded like Nirvana and the Foo Fighters and stuff, and um, yeah, he could be like a like a billionaire if he would have taken more points. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, not, yeah. yeah, no, there is like producer. Okay, um, his like music uh, producer, the engineer okay. guy who mm-hmm. ran the board and, and recorded them, but he runs he runs a studio like um, he doesn't take points on your on your um, on your albums. He takes he, he just pay, you pay him a fat, flat fee for being in a studio every day, um, and and. Um, and that's how he sees his job because he's like, well, I, I feel like I provide a service like a plumber or a, or a, or a carpenter, like a contractor, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when I do my job, I feel like it's done and I should get paid for my hours, not continuation, you know, like, like, um, not take a cut from every record. Yeah. He doesn't feel like he deserves that. He kind of like, he's there for like, you know, when the artist is like coming up, like he, he's like, 
I don't know what's the word I want to use. Like he's kind of you know, like the the working artists technician. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't want to take away from them because he won't he likes the purity of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He just wants to capture it, what they're trying to create, mm-hmm. and then and then and then it's theirs afterwards. Like mm-hmm. he's just there to kind of like harness whatever they're trying to um, come up with, capture it, record it, f- that length of time. And then from there, from that, like it's 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 you know it's up to them to do what the, what happens. He didn't really have anything to do with how it got marketed or anything, so why should he profit on on that stuff? So I guess you know, there's some people out there. We just named a few that keep it real and <laughs> don't sell out. <laughs> Who are they? Who are they? I'm I mean, asking you. It's pretty Josh. it's pretty simple. They are. Who's Our they? Co- corporate overlords, all the all the people. Good answer. That, yeah, that live in the at, at the top slope. of the tower. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. The people in charge. Exactly. The people pulling the strings. Right. Um, good. And that's why they look like ghouls. Yeah. You know, that's why they. I mean, they're aliens, but they look like they used to be human, but they're not quite human. They're dead. You know, they're they're dead zombies. In, yeah, dead inside. They're greedy, uh, and uh, corporate. How creepy is it whenever you see them like with the uh, with the sunglasses on and they just like open their mouths and it yeah. just like opens way too wide? It's yeah. just like, ugh. And they all have watches too. Yeah. Which is like a thing that like the portals. Yuppies and like sure. they're always wearing Rolexes and stuff like yeah, that. It's always all a nice name watch. Brands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all about brand names and whatnot. And and, and, and getting to the to the right store and all you know, being part of like this whole upper echelon type. None of know, us are wearing watches. I don't see a watch on my we have a phone, but whatever, whatever. I got wristbands. There it is. Those don't count. So, good. I'm glad you didn't say something else that I heard of that I was thinking. Who, what? Uh, I don't even know if I want to say it, you know, because, but. You know, you know what? I'm probably going to cut this out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just, just a bit where you say, you know, you know who, what you were thinking. Yeah. I'm just going to cut that. We're gonna cut it. Yeah, I just don't think that's nece- entirely necessary. Yeah, good. No, not, not, not the whole thing. Yeah, just just the last bit you were talking about. Oh, that that'll work, because uh, I don't think I want to go there either. Either, mm-hmm. um, it's not like a representation of what he thinks mm-hmm. Jewish people do, are doing. I had heard I had heard like the whole you know the whole. Yeah, but he put that to bed in a, in a tweet. He's like, no, it's not about Jews. It's about yeah, capitalism. Yeah, it's about yeah, yeah. Because well, a bunch of neo Nazis yeah. had you know kind of like co-opted the movie and seen it as like the whole right Jewish narrative exactly as like their message kind of being portrayed on film through Mm sci-fi which I don't agree with I'm just saying it's which doesn't make sense because Keith David is an African American and he is one of the heroes Mm -hmm. so why would that why would they even identify that they don't yeah I mean it's more like the religious and you know what other people think they strive to, but mm-hmm. just not. When and they kind of like they're they're entrenched in Hollywood and they're pumped their positive messages about you know. Anyways, does yeah. it ever kill anyone here when you know it's just like you're near the end and they're about to blow up the antenna? Then Meg Foster just pulls out the gun and just kills kill. Yeah, kill I was like way no. too quick. I was well, surprised. I knew there was something wrong with her though because yeah. her eyes. You know, it's like. Yeah. I knew there was... And, and she, she she acts like an alien. She doesn't act human. Yeah, and she's always talking about how he's in control, so she's always in control of the situation. Remember the way she sits down on the in the chair, like when they first get to her apartment, 
and he's like he's like laying on the ground. Yeah. She sits down. If you ever go back and watch this movie, oh. pay attention to that scene okay. where she like she like sits she like sit almost sits straight down. I thought she was just like, scared to move because she didn't think she, she was gonna get killed or something. I that's thought I, I thought killed too. you. Uh, maybe that gives more context when she, when she re- reunites with him. I thought I killed you, and she's crying not because she's sad. Yeah. She's sad. It's like she's sad she didn't kill him. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were dead. Damn it! And then oh. she sees he's tired mm-hmm. when she's like in her apartment. And that's when she makes her move. You know, mm. she's manipulating him the whole time. Interesting. She throws him out the window with, or with her beauty because he is just he's a sp- dumb worker. Yeah, maybe the most satisfying death in all in, in the entire film when she dies. Yeah, I mean, sure. ki- I kind of. It just happens so quickly. Well, it, I don't it's, like it's, that. It, it just wraps up real fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I, I feel like, like, good, like... Like a good Shakespearean story. The aliens are bad on their own, but I think it's even worse when you're willing to sell your own kind. Everyone sells out every day. Well, or someone sells out every day. Even John Carpenter. Yeah. That's where he got that line from, was from one of the producers. Mm-hmm. So, my last little thing on themes or whatnot is... Uh, cable Channel 54, mm-hmm. any coincidence about Studio 54? I had thought about that. Okay. The club Studio 54. Yeah. That was in New York though, right? It was in New York, but like, it's kind of, it was kind of like, you know, synonymous mm-hmm. or, or, is that even a word? I don't even know. Like, I'm not, like, uh, yeah, synonymous is synonymous, a word, yeah. Like with, you know, that kind of like excessive, you know, that culture, lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Hollywood know. lifestyle, the, or the broadcast lifestyle, you know, that's where they would all go hang out and, Probably, party. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what the yeah. your story's about. It's so, 54. I don't know. I just saw I just kinda saw a little connection. I thought about that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. You got um any stories behind the stories, like behind the scenes, um kind of uh um stories that you want to share about uh, they live? Well, I know it was based on eight o'clock in the morning, a short story by Roy Nelson. Okay. And then there was also later a comic book um, that came at the the short story came out in 1963, and then the comic book called Nada, which Nada. is what it's based on, uh-huh. came out in '84, I think, and that's where they kind of used most of the inspiration for this film. Was it one one comic book, or was it like a kind of like a mini series? Ah, uh, that I don't know. I want to say it was one comic book. I don't think it was a series. Okay, cool. Because I mean, it's a short story. Like, like, yeah, it feels like it was like a tightly wrapped kind of um, story which is cool. I like that. Uh, another thing that I liked was the original release date was supposed to be October 21st, 1988, mm-hmm. but they moved the release date to November 8th because that's when the elections were. Oh. A common misconception is that it was because Halloween 4 was supposed to debut that same weekend, but it's be, from what I understand, it's because of the elections. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They kind of want to throw a, some mud in the eye of some, some people. Mm-hmm. That and were then... 88, th- was that... Dukakis and Bush uh, running? Yes. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. A Bush one, of course, but we were, Dukakis was everyone's, you know, mm. hope is not. I don't well. remember, yeah. <laughs> How old were you in 88? I was like in fifth grade. Okay, so you kind of remember it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I don't remember this movie coming out at all in 88. Well, $3 million, yeah. they probably didn't have any marketing. They probably didn't come out. Um, you know, did the movie theaters I, around where I, you know, North Olmstead, where I grew up. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, but if I would have, I mean, I don't know if I would have been able to go to this one. Um, it was a little too, still too young. Mm-hmm. What do you think the most expensive scene would have been in this movie? Oh, I know the answer, actually. I, okay, so don't, yeah, I'm so not going to answer. What about you, Roger? <sighs> Probably the destruction of the camp. 
That's what I think. Just because no, it's nope. it's not what you think it is. I thought it would have been the rooftop scene with the helicopter at the end because nope. I was like, man, that helicopter. But I was thinking because two helicopters. No, yeah. but it was the grocery. It store. It was the grocery store. Yeah, they had to build their own grocery store. Yeah, and all the labels because all the labels. That's yeah. That's, yeah, that's fun. But it does sell it. It you makes know? yeah. It yeah, makes absolutely. total sense. Yeah, I know that's a lot of labels you got to do, and you got to put it on the products and the, the right size, everything. A lot of time. Why? Okay, the aliens, right? They're aliens. Can they see what all the you know, products like what they actually look like? I and like, know. why are they buying them? You know, like why are they looking at them? Like why? Oh, yeah. You know? how, how how is this gonna help? It's Whoa. like you just get a thing where it's like food, and it's like which, <laughs> yeah. Which one do I get? <laughs> this, yeah, plot hole. Right I yeah. thought about that. I like real. I like stressed out about that. I never saw it from there. I don't. I don't. Well, maybe humanize it's like, them. I don't see the story from their eyes. They only maybe, see it from, maybe it's like predator. I've seen it once. This is my problem. Maybe it's like predator vision. Maybe they just can like change their vision. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. But would they eat our food? You know? Do they need our food? Yeah, exactly. Do they even need? You know? Do they need to buy anything? Not really. But then why do they need to make money? You know? But I. But they're free enterprise enterprisers. They use up resources. But they they, they bring but, up humans too. Like whoever wants to be in. Yeah, that whole group of people were all humans that um, are reaping the rewards of aligning themselves with, with these aliens. Because that would perpetuate their lie. See, this is probably why I say it's not my favorite. Just because it's like I had to constantly like, huh? Wait, how does that work? But that's a good movie, though. It makes you ask questions. Good question. I guess, but there's also certain things where it's like, is that genius? Is that a genius idea, or is that just a A, somewhat lazy reason? A gaping plot hole. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Because I feel like when I look at the thing and I look at it multiple times, I can kind of like, I have a a pretty clear understanding, I think, of what's going on and things Mm -hmm. like that. Here it's just like, how does that work? I don't know if if that's going all right. Uh, uh, But, uh, okay. Okay. Um, Was that about? One more thing I have. Uh, When John Carpenter introduced himself to Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 3, Roddy Piper didn't know who he was. Oh, I mean, it yeah. happens. And it then happens. that's fine. But then once he found out who he was and he wanted to be in the movie, he went to Vince McMahon and he said, "Hey, like John Carpenter wants me to be in this movie." And Vince McMahon tried to talk him out of doing it. He's like, "You know, we need you right now." Mm-hmm. And this is like from Roddy Piper. Like this is like from his mouth. He's like, "We need you right now. Like you can't leave and go do this." So Roddy Piper like quit. I, you know, that's just what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Roddy Piper was gone for a little bit. He quit, and Vince McMahon like was like, "We'll we'll make a movie." And and Roddy Piper's like, "Listen, this is Hollywood. Time. Like, yeah. I'm not. You're not gonna make a movie with me. <laughs> you know, like this is like a big deal." Yeah, yeah. So he left. Well, okay. Um, when did he? When did Roddy Piper make Body Slam then? After or before? I've never seen Body Slam. I don't know. With Tom probably, Tom? With, yeah, probably afterwards. I you mean, think? yeah, because okay, I'll I'll, uh, I'll look into it, but. uh like he was gone for a while. Like mm-hmm. Piper's Pit, you know everyone. Everyone's favorite, you know, bad guy. Like he they had a cartoon. He was the leader yeah. of the bad guys for yep. the and everything. And so he was like Hogan and Piper were like the top. Um, and like then he yeah he's gone and he must have done this and like they should have marketed this during WWF mm-hmm. uh, Saturday morning afternoons. But, but, but I they don't didn't. think they I didn't don't think at Vince, all. I don't think Vince. You know seen it you know like it, it like the thing with Vince McMahon is like if it's not really his idea if yeah. you can't make him see the vision then you know you can't and a lot of people say that like till this day like wrestlers everything they say Roddy Piper is the best villain that ever existed oh absolutely best heel that ever existed in wrestling. and he 
he came back for WCW mm-hmm. and he was amazing again to, yeah. and uh, doing his thing and uh, yeah I, I love the character um, you do know, you, everything he brought to the table do you think that's why they had scenes where it's like you know him saving the kid because people were like oh he's such a such a jerk in wrestling or something like that I don't know if the the same people that watched that movie mm-hmm. watched wrestling would, would have, yeah would have known that who he was you know I don't know I wasn't alive then so I can't really comment on that all right all right all right raj what do you got for behind the scenes for um they live i'll just say this we've been somewhat lambashing or being hard on john carpenter but i still can't be mad at the guy uh because of like stories like this uh so when you see the homeless camp and everything and you see all the extras they have in there those aren't actors. Those are just homeless people they found. Man, those, that's, that's great production. Th- th- yeah, it's just like, we're doing a film about homeless people and, you know, the working class. Why don't we just get working class people and mm-hmm. those kind of people? And they, like, paid them well. I think they kept them fed and uh, just really looked at after the people. So, yeah, that's just a detail I like. That's and uh, So it's just, it's like, we, we talk about John Carpenter. Honestly, I, I think he has earned his, like, break he's like uh, uh, i think he has earned his i don't know reputation at this point yeah he i mean he made some iconic films that we watch till this day so Mm -hmm. like you can't it's just maybe he cut too many corners that's the that's my review yeah yeah i just i i know it's like after the thing he he just he was just like um, he 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 really was just like heartbroken or something about his, about the success mm-hmm. of that film, and it's just like uh, and he was just probably bitter, and he, and he's usually kind of bitter. I remember I saw this uh, this thing for for the website Funny or Die, mm-hmm. it was, and it was like hosted by John Carpenter, and uh, they just is like, hey, can you just like I don't know, intro our videos or something, and it's like for Halloween. Uh, uh, Halloween skits and he's like there's this one moment where he's doing the Halloween theme on a keyboard keyboard or something and he's just doing kind of lazy and then he's just like, it's like done and it's just like alright what next <laughs> <laughs> just so tired so it's like dance monkey dance <laughs> <laughs> alright so I just looked it up but Roddy Piper uh, did Body Slam in 86 two okay. years before this um, that was like a wrestling movie, straight up wrestling okay. like movie, and uh, you know a couple of WWF guys were in it. Like Mr. Fuji was in it, and uh, Fatu was in it, and he was in it. And um, you remember Face from the A Team? He was like one. Of, he was like their manager. Doesn't no, matter. I don't remember. I highly recommend. That's going to be one of my, you know, recommends eventually. Okay. Um, my only cool like thing was that John Carpenter uh, is a, everything in auteur, screenwriter, composer. Uh, director, um, everything, man. Um, I appreciate that, and that's great um, way to you know keep the budget down. But uh, you know, um, you never know when other people like bring in um, their talents. You never know what else you're gonna get. Like if you would have had the things, the guy who made the thing, the uh, practical effects for the thing, maybe in this one, this movie might not have been a B. Maybe this one could have been a, a, a an A film. You know, put a little bit of money into the the way the aliens look, you know. You don't like the way they look? I just think they looked a little cheap, that's all. Compared to the thing, the thing, they look like really, look really good, mm-hmm. um, which I just saw recently. So it's kind of like I'm comparing this to the thing. 
and I just think like just like um, I just think it just didn't they didn't look as convincing as they could have been if you would have had somebody else um, involved doing them. That's all. So um, that's pretty much you know all I got is for that. Um, it's interesting that um, it was only made for three million. That's insane, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. super insane. Like wow, like great job for for that. I mean, you can work off of this reputation for for the rest of your life. Just like oh, he you only gave him three million, and he made the film, and he made thirteen. Um, that's a success story, and that that mm-hmm. the people still try to you know replicate that in Hollywood. I'm assuming doesn't have a ton of crane shots. Like there's there aren't yeah. any big shots in it. So yeah, I'm curious to see what this was actually filmed on. I like tried to look it up, like what camera they used. You never. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. However, he did it. He did a great job, and uh, that's awesome. Great use of the "They Live" in the intro. Yeah, you know, just like the graffiti. It's mm-hmm. just like, wow, that looks so good. Yeah, it just like just pans over. It's a good, simple story, mm-hmm. tight package, and wraps up a little quickly. But um, I applaud the guy for pulling it off. That was. Are we kind of moving into how would we make this yeah, better? Yeah, how would we yeah. make it better? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's That was like, I hated the final shot. I mean, now that I'm like, I've seen it a couple more times, uh-huh. I understand because like, you know, the woman's sleeping with an alien and then like in the background it yeah. says marry and reproduce. Right. So like that's, but I just felt like that's the final shot, you know? Right. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for the, for the actual uh, naked moment, you know, like female, like I was like, Okay, so B movie. Where are the where's the teen A and like oh at the very end that's kind of yeah. odd. Uh, I, I I disagree. I think that's an amazing way to end the film. Of course, you do. <laughs> just it's like as you say, this movie's written to be a satire. Face like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like what the. But usually you want hey, baby. Your... What's what's up? <laughs> that's, that's, that's stupid. Usually you want your final sequence to mirror your opening sequence. Exactly. Yeah, the full circle it thing. doesn't. Yeah. It's yeah, it just, does. It's, uh, yeah, you're kind of like, it's everything is still the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my mind. Only you can see what's going on. Yeah. Like they're exposed. So now what? I don't know. A war? I yeah, that's the, that's the thing. You were I, I, it's it's like what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I think so. To what I say, is it good that we now know this? Is mm-hmm. it? Uh, uh, Are we going to make them put you know, more clothes on or a mask or something so they don't look <laughs> put as a bag over the face? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. All right, um, that that's how you would make it. You would kind of change the, that last shot. That and also, I under yeah, I would definitely change the last shot. I would give John and Frank like a final hurrah. You know, yeah, like it's like. like High five. We like, followed them the whole time. I know. I didn't even realize John dies at the end, you know, until I saw it like the second time. I was, because he's just laying there. What? John, the, uh, John Nada. Oh, the other. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper dies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he dies. Oh, yeah, he dies. Oh, he dies. Yeah. He gets shot and it's just like his. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. See? Exactly. Because yeah. you can't really, you no. don't really get that. Yeah. You know? You're not supposed to kill your character, too. Like, at the end of I the movie. I don't mind if that happens. Yeah. yeah. Because no, he's, like, sacrificing himself for the greater good. Yeah. Sure. He's found his purpose by but the end. All he, the bullets that fly, that's the one that gets them. I mean, there's so many. Oh, that's another thing. I'll get to it when I yeah. Let me write that down. Stormtrooper aim. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, know the finally like one bullet like the magic bullet finally gets them. You know, so okay. Did you ever? Have you guys ever heard that like theory where it's like action movies are like 
the one possibility in a multiverse of possibilities where it's just like everything went right for the main character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's just like all these films where it's like Die Hard, all these situations where Bruce Willis probably should have died and everything, but it's just like it's that one moment is just uh, everything went right for him. And that. W- <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like a story of like a Native American chief is like talking about, I think it's Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Jefferson was on a horse and he was like, I forget who he was probably fighting the Native Americans or something. And um, he had bullet holes all in his jacket, but he was not shot one time. And like this Native American chief is like talking about how like he was protected by like some omniscient spirit. They believe in that. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe that's, maybe every action movie has that there's a the, the there's, god yeah, yeah exactly wow it's like the opening scene in Pulp Fiction just somehow the bullets didn't hit them divine, yes. divine intervention <laughs> <laughs> alright and I will smite thee <laughs> <laughs> and you will know my name is the lord one more thing one more cringe moment I have is, yes is, fix it fix okay, it fix I don't know how you fix this why is there a TV in a homeless encampment what is it plugged into? Oh, it's antenna, dude. You don't even know these things? It's not cable. Like, it's yeah, an antenna. No. All you need is power in an antenna, and you can get sick. Where is the power coming from? They They're, ran it through the house, to the, to the kitchen. They're allowed to use the kitchen, no? Did you see that? Did that you see the cable running into see, the house? Did no. you see it going across the road? No, I did not. That is a very long extension. Yeah. Well, I mean, extension cords to the, like, the, the direction that we don't it see. It was too big to be a battery-powered TV. Absolutely, Yes. Yeah, but antennas, you know, were a thing. I know that. Yeah, That's right. not what I'm saying, the power. Where the did power. It, yeah, did they have solar panels in the homeless encampment? No, they didn't. Yeah, they, like, didn't. they could have had a generator. They could have. Did you hear it? No. Did you see it? No. There was no gas either, like tanks or anything for the generator. How would they pay for the gas? They're homeless. They can get gas. I mean, you just have a tank and help some people help you out sometimes in it's those expensive. neighborhoods. It's expensive. Tr- well, not back then. It was like under a dollar Yeah, a but that's but that was expensive at that moment in that's time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But they had a job. Some of a, them. A union job. Some of them did. Uh, Keith did. Right? The key, uh, Keith and John. Yeah. Well, Keith and Rowdy. And, in, and he got a, yeah. So I they can't afford, even on a union job, they couldn't afford like some, well, they get into a hotel after they beat themselves up. Yeah, which why, why wasn't he just living in a hotel the whole time? <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. With a shower. I, wait till I get to my part. <laughs> the shower it was so funny Raj how could you make this better I know you always got great ideas uh, I'm gonna be honest I'm a little low on the ideas bit uh, I am thinking wow of, I built them up oh yeah Any no no <laughs> uh, but I, I will say considering current environments it does feel a little odd watching Roddy Piper just go around and just kind of shoot unarmed beings right. even though they're like you know the bad guys of the story. Yeah, and they do a horrible job of tracking him down too. Yeah, he's he's walking down his like, they got a mugshot of him somehow, and he's walking down the street, and the mugshot's right there in the TV, and he's just like, no one's like pointing. pointing uh, the yeah, TV. yeah. <laughs> and they have robot like cameras exactly. flying around, and you can never see them. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, yeah, and yeah, doesn't he blow one up? Yeah, he blow. That's w- the cheapest. And what are you looking at, little fella? <laughs> oh, I, I just, I just love the. I, I do love the. It's just like you hear a crash, but you don't see it because I guess no, he, it's still invisible. But you feel it. He, he stuff falls on him, so he yeah. acts like the mm-hmm. stuff fell on him. So that yeah, kind of yeah. helps sell it. Yeah, but it's just like you don't see it, and that's a, a little detail I like. Uh, uh, yeah, so that feels a little odd. Uh, 
plot points. I think we've, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like you kind of covered some of them. I guess it does feel a little awkward that Roddy Piper just, you know, you don't even, well, does his, does his middle finger go down or it's just like his hand goes down? Yeah. 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 That's how like, you know, he dies. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, he does do the middle finger at the end. Yeah. I thought he did. It was yeah. kind yeah. of extended. Yeah. Like uh, semi, like it was like a half middle finger. I thought it was just his hand, but okay, it's cool. Part of me wishes... F you, aliens. Mm-hmm. Part of me wish, uh, wishes they maybe did something more with the Resistance. Uh, it feels a little convenient that they just found the Resistance at the end. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, that one guy's there. He's like, yeah, come on, the Resistance. How about, us. how about the trash scene where he's in the in, in, in the trash... Um, in the trash truck in the, yeah and there's like nothing there's no lettuce in there there's nothing liquid it's all cardboard there's nothing like well not only that he opens it up <laughs> leaves it open and then they, why do they dump it out why <laughs> and then they leave and then they left out. why did they do that I don't know <laughs> why did he even put the sunglasses in the trash I don't know what was the point of that he needed he was, a place to hide it okay yeah, or maybe he point. was getting rid of the evidence and he was just like, well, I'm just going to keep one Who of these. Who knew he had them? Where were the rest of them? He only found one or two. Like, yeah. where did the rest of them he go? Doesn't know what's, he didn't put them on yet. He doesn't know what's going on yet. So why would he need to hide a box was of Was he like, oh, I can sell these? See, the, the, was he trying to sell them? It's, Capitalism. It, it's, this exact same kind of, <laughs> it's this exact same kind of thing we're going with. It's like, is it brilliant or is it dumb? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good move. Like, Maybe he just thought they were very valuable. Mm-hmm. And and they they could be you know he can turn a profit. Who knows what kind of chemicals they put in this he stuff? Maybe it's, his, maybe it's like the most advanced sunglasses. Maybe that will be like televisions that you can put on. He walks out of his union job, so maybe he turned entrepreneur and wants to go into business. And this is it. Like this is his big break. Like sell these five bucks a pop, and uh, and I'm off to the races now. I don't know. Maybe maybe do something more with Keith David at the end. I don't know. It just you know, it always kind of breaks my heart when he just gets shot. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. Got me. It got me. Oh good. yeah, hmm. yeah. I didn't. See, I didn't think she was gonna turn on him. And he like fell in love with her. Like um, Roddy Piper, Nada fell in love with her. And oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's nothing. That doesn't. That's that's that's. I almost wish there wasn't. That wasn't there. Well, it made sense because that's how she used. That's mm-hmm. how she. You know, was able to deceive him. I guess, because he was attracted to her. I just don't see any reason why he feels so obsessed with her. I, I get I'm like, yeah, after she knocks him through a window. Yeah, I, I just kind of yeah, go like, that's weird. But maybe she was, def- he, maybe and he was looking at it as she was defending. How herself. did she even find or the? Re- so he found somebody that like could give him uh, like a, like some of his own medicine, mm-hmm. and that's like attractive mm-hmm. to him. You know what I mean? Like finally, powerful. How did she even? Yeah. How did she even find the resistance? Now that I think about it, because I guess it makes sense. Uh, it makes a bit more sense that it's like, oh, that one guy noticed, and it's like, oh, hey, well, come on board. Well, come come with us, Keith David and Roddy Piper. We'll 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 bring you aboard. But that one girl, she just somehow found the resistance. Like, how would she know where to go? How would she yeah. know these people? Well, maybe they, maybe they, after all that stuff went down, they were keeping tabs, mm-hmm. and they had discovered their hideout, and they sent her because they knew that she had, like, established a relationship with him, somewhat of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But, but it's just kind of like, why would you need to send in a spy? Why didn't you just bust in and just take care of it all together? Like, couldn't she just, like... Yeah, why wouldn't they just storm the place and just, yeah. you know... And they did anyway, mm-hmm. you know. Did she lead them there? I don't know. Was she following him the whole time afterwards, after he escapes? I don't know. Like, she didn't really ever give a sign or anything, I don't think. Yeah. Maybe if we go back, maybe we'll see if she has, like, a watch or something. All right. 
So, how I would make this better? I'm not gonna make this better. I'm going to reboot this movie. I want to remake this movie. They're, they want to do that. This yeah. needs to happen. Yeah. This movie needs to get remade. Um, I, that's, what I'll, that's what I'm coming with because it, it's it's like so ripe for the for, for this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is one of those times where it's like if you remake it, I go like, okay. We'll I would see how totally it goes. love to see this movie remade. I got the Rock. We put the Rock in there. Ah, that's a good idea. And this is it. This is a, this is a solid gold we, three million. Okay, whatever. Like. I mean, it's just like a perfect little package. We can update it with some new themes. You'd remake it with three million? No, I no, can't. you'd no, remake no. this with one hundred and fifty million. I feel like or well, hundred million, at least a hundred. If yeah. it's if it's got the rock in it, it's going to be a hundred. Maybe, maybe well, he's going to take fifty. Sure. Maybe yeah. have John Cena be the antagonist. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I'm lukewarm on John Cena. I'm sorry. He, uh, I, I'm I enjoyed really? Yeah, I, enjo- I, I enjoyed him in the Suicide Squad. He was yeah, really good in that. I yeah. don't know. Like I just he, he's he corny is, a little bit. Like I, I want him to. I don't know more you, serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. The, I lo- I I love. We'll He's, get back to this. We'll yeah. get back to this. Okay, go uh, ahead, Just come uh, back to this. Uh, no, no. Uh, John Cena, I, uh, he he recently, uh, he was a standout for me in the Suicide Squad. I mean, it's nor- normally shocking because he's usually maybe more so bland in a lot of other mm-hmm. things, but really killing it in that role is Peacemaker. But Okay, uh, maybe I got to watch the Peacemaker. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was going to say. I yeah, was going to come back to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's great. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, no, I, I want to reboot it. I want to remake it. I want this to be remade. I want to see a remake. I want I want to completely update it. Um, I, I'm not worried about the diverse cast or whatever I'm talking about. Use some modern stuff, you know, because they do talk about th- terrorism and stuff and, um, you know, stuff mm. like that. And I don't know. I could see it happening. And it's, I think it's a perfect, like, little story to ha- make, you know, for it to, to take These off. These are the types it. of stories that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Um, like, it's totally like a hidden... Is it a cult classic? I don't it know. It is a cult, yeah. it's a cult classic. Yeah. Oh man, I totally missed the boat on this one. I'm, I'm hitting. <laughs> I watched it. I'm like, how can I? How did this slip through the cracks? Because it did. And um, I don't know. I just the reason why I chose this is because of like my short that I'm working on. It's oh, for like, real? Yeah, yeah. A lot of themes. Oh, a lot I love of the that. same themes. I'm interested to see that. Then that sounds cool. Um, I'm curious what Siskel and Ebert had to say about this film. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Did, like, wait, do you not know? Uh, I, I'm certain I know why he has them at the end because he hates them. He hates Siskel yeah. and Ebert, and I, I, I have to, I have to see what they. I think Ebert hated it, and Siskel was like okay with it. Like, okay. and Ebert got mad at Siskel <laughs> for, for like, <laughs> even being okay with it. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't like how those guys are like the gateways to people like yeah, doing no. doing films. Like if you do want to do a film and you can yeah. make it happen, you know, bravo to you and it, it should get made. Listen, mm-hmm. they're snobs. Who are they? They're, they're yeah. snobs. Who are they to yeah. judge everybody? They drink wine and watch movies Ooh. and crap. I want to see their movie that they made. Exactly. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Eber did make a movie. Was yeah. it good? No. Well, there you, you go. You don't even know about it. Exactly. I had no idea. So there you go. He he was like a failed. Business. Uh, he was a failed filmmaker, and he was like, oh, "Okay, I'm going to go review films." Yeah, so that's, that's why. The, yeah, because he's mm-hmm. that's what they do. Those that can't do yeah. teach, I yep. guess. So what was it? The, what the, is he teaching? He's teaching you not how to review films. <laughs> I don't know. He they do they they do they did have some good uh, reviews though. I really like their review of Jaws Four: The Revenge. Okay. Uh, uh, it's, where it's like they, they I didn't a, know there was a Jaws four. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was Jaws one, two. It's a franchise. I know it's a franchise. I knew yeah. there was at least three. Jaws four is where four. It, Jaws four is like a hilarious disaster. It's just okay. like the shark looks fake. 
even more so. Shark right. still looks fake. So Day mm-hmm. Live has a 7.3 mm. um, out of 10. 124,000 people rating it on IMDb. So that's awesome, actually. That's a pretty great rating. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Tons of people like it. I think it totally can get remade, and it should be remade. Um, this is one I, I'm, I'm, I'm not for reboots or re- mm. redones. Or I don't think they should do a sequel. I think they should do a reboot. Yeah, yeah. They, they. Yeah. So as of 2010, I know there was like talks to like do a remake that was more traditional mm-hmm. to the not like the short story itself. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, but it's kind of been in development yeah, production. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah. If it's more tradi- if it's more like following the original book, I'd be mm-hmm. interested. Uh, uh, but uh, Red Letter Media did re- did a review kind of for They Live where where it's like. It's a mini review, but they talked about how it's like they live. One of the things about, that's special about they live is that uh, you know people people have these fil- movies and they'll say like, oh, it's more relevant today than it, it was back then. But it's like uh, with they live, it's not really that it's more relevant. It's just that it's 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 like nothing has changed. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. has really changed, and that's why it's just uh, still kind of uh, loved by people because it's just like it just speaks to them you know mm-hmm. okay um you got any last words uh, uh last thoughts that we kind of like forgot to talk about something you know this is your chance to like um when we converse afterwards we're gonna be like oh i should have said this this is your chance not to put you on the spot no i i kind of i guess the one thing that i wrote was like i liked that like how the fight scene inspired so many other fight scenes okay like i know it inspired the fight scene in south park the cripple fight fight scene <laughs> or or okay. i'm kind of reminded of a family guy no no mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah no it was it was south park south park but I, i'm also kind of reminded of the scene in john wick 2 where uh keanu reeves john wick i haven't seen that yet uh but there's this one fight scene that kind of goes on for a while and it reminded me of they live okay uh so there's that uh but uh, as you were yeah no that's just okay i, I raj raj uh, last uh, thoughts uh there was one uh I, I liked how when it was revealed that there are aliens everywhere there's no like m- big musical sting or anything. Da, da, da. It's, just, it's just more like, oh, okay. It's okay. just so casual. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's music, but it's just kind of like, it kind of starts to come in as he's like getting a grasp of it. And it's just like, oh wow, okay. There's everyone here. Uh, and there's I, people making jokes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember jokes. in the in, the, in Cable Fifty Four, mm-hmm. like you look like crap. Oh, but they didn't say crap. I like. Oh, okay. I like the little bit after <laughs> after the co- cops invade the camp. And there's that one guy that goes, somebody start World War Three. They kind of did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, the yeah, guy smoking the yeah. joint. Yeah, yeah. It's just like they kind of did. I mean, it it's set off the events that would lead to like essentially us finding out about the aliens. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like how that garbage pit where he put all the glasses seems to be the place where everyone discovers. You know, it, where, where it's both like uh, the eye-opening experience for both Roddy mm-hmm. and Keith David. Uh, I liked how the garbage came and got picked up. I didn't see that coming, mm. I, and I should have. Like, it's such a like earthly thing to do. Like something, you know, it's like something that should happen. I would have never thought to have write wrote that into a story mm-hmm. that the garbage got picked up. More working class elements. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, with the fight, I, I uh, there's something I kind of I think I might have picked up. Uh, I like how the fight, it's not just a fight for them to, you know, 
put on the glasses, it's kind of like this excuse for them both to like vent because they're both like Keith David has been dealing with all this stuff for like years upon years, and he's probably just been like so bitter and angry. And mm-hmm. this and like Roddy Piper has gone has just recently discovered something big, and he's trying to get people to listen to him, and he has no way of like letting people know. So this is just them just going like ah, getting all their frustrations out and everything. And that's just something a little detail I don't think well, I ever noticed. One thing about that fight, I'm mm-hmm. glad the Camaro didn't get hurt. Because um, the other car got the window smashed and yeah. stuff, I'm glad they didn't mess with the Camaro. <laughs> I noticed one thing. Remember when he he smashes the window with mm-hmm. the with the piece of lumber, and yeah. then Keith David smashes the bottle yeah. against the car, and like <laughs> it, br- the whole thing breaks, and he laughs. And yeah. I think that's why he laughed is because like he broke the whole bottle, yeah. so he couldn't actually yeah. cut him with anything. Yeah, and yeah. Roddy was laughing at him. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. R- uh, he breaks the window. He's like, "Oh God, I'm so sorry. I did." He really he's, he's gone too far. Yeah. it's like I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to kill you <laughs> I, I i no one set me up for that no one told me about that but i was like this is going on a long time man. i know <laughs> this is very like awkward fight <laughs> and they keep stopping and we've talked about this already yeah. but like it was i was not um i was i was not ready for that yeah. like, i wasn't prepped for it and um i'm glad no one spoiled it for me <laughs> So I'm glad. For all, that. all I have, I think, I ever told you was it's the one of the best fight scenes ever made, and even, I wasn't lying. Even though we're we're, we're spoiler heavy, mm-hmm. like I'm glad I never got spoiled on that. Oh yeah, no, no, no. So we're good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't dare say it's one of the longest fight scenes <laughs> ever. <laughs> so uh, you're talking about video? Are you all set, to Ranch? With your, I fi- yeah, yeah, okay. no, I think I'm done. Okay, my last thoughts are: you talk about video games, mm-hmm. John Carpenter's video game, um, but I saw video games in this movie. Two okay. of them. I saw Portal, the mm-hmm. video game, mm-hmm. which is you shoot a hole and then you come out. You shoot another hole and you come out that other hole, and that's with that Portal with the uh, with the with the uh, wristwatch. Wristwatch. Yeah. That, so I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Reminded me of that. And then Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this part in Halo Two or Three when you're playing multiplayer. You kind of like they kind of like jettisons you into like yeah. another part of the board. Yeah. So they, that kind of contraption that they can go through worlds and that's kind of like they insinuate that's how the aliens got here or, or whatever. That's how they travel. It's towards the end, you know, when they're getting the tour. Yeah. Um, I, I saw that in the video games. Like, um, I could see the makers of Halo use this mm-hmm. movie as uh, inspiration for that mm-hmm. contraption in their video game is all. So I thought that was cool. And then, like I said, the soldiers, um, anybody who was shooting in this movie, like, love shooting out in the open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did not like to take cover. Yeah. I don't know what the, yeah, yeah, shooting from the hip. They never reloaded. I mean, these, these weapons yeah. just shot, oh, yeah. shot, shot, shot they forever. used real, they used human weapons. Why didn't they use, like, lasers or something, these advanced? I, I don't maybe know. They, maybe they had lasers, but they just sucked. So well, yeah. it's just like, I know what I know and, why they did it, because and, in the comic book they used oh, real weapons. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. And Rowdy was like, "Oh, you died. You guys died just like us." Yeah, and then that's probably what cemented and real you, weapons. And remember when the cop says, "You look just as bad to us as we do to you," but then the woman's sleeping with the alien at the end. Why is the alien sleeping with human beings? Oh, if he's, he's gross looking, yeah, maybe maybe, he, exactly. maybe it's his kink. Maybe he's just like, "Oh God, I get off maybe. on this, dude." That's great. That's good stuff. And then last thing, um, the soldiers were using. Um, the Ghostbusters uh, yeah. device. Yeah. The oh, yes, the PKE meter. Yeah, the PKE yeah. meter. Thank you. I knew he would know the, the answer. Yeah, the PKE meter. I was like, 
oh, repurposing a, a prop. That's crazy. Like, yep. I've never seen that before. So I, it was kind of funny. I have one thing that I forgot. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Go on, shoot. Um, it took me a long time. I had to see this movie twice before I figured out the guy, the homeless guy that becomes rich at the end. Uh-huh. I didn't realize who that was. I was trying to like figure out. Remember, he's like walking him through the studio oh, yeah. and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that was him because he's like, you know, he goes from like being dirty and yeah. scraggly to being like all cleaned up, and you know, you can't really. Well, he's only he's only there for like two minutes before you see him again at the end, and it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. I think he's represents. Um, if you align yourself with the aliens, you could prosper. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what he's representing. D- that's yeah. definitely what it is. Yeah. It's just like I didn't, f- I didn't realize. Didn't I was it. like, I was like, who's this guy? Because he's all cleaned up. And yeah, he looks different, right? Yeah, but it's the same guy. And that's he coming. Re- oh, hey guys, good to see you. You yeah. guys are here too. Cool. That is, that is the mark of. Uh, I do think that is the mark of a good movie, in, in a certain regard, because it's like all these details you might not pick up. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh yeah, that was. Yeah, it's it's like uh like watching Airplane. You might just get a joke you never noticed before. Yeah. On, and another viewing which is like oh I never noticed that detail just uh, just new things to discover each time you you experience it alright Josh so if people love They Live what movie do you recommend they watch or movies or, uh, or I TV recommend shows? 1984 definitely okay how can you not okay THX 1138 hey Invasion of the Body Snatchers nice mm-hmm. Twilight Zone yes yeah. The Faculty oh good one and Black Mirror Okay, all of it. All of it. Okay, good. Raj? Uh, for some reason, when I was watching this film, uh, it started with the uh, scene when he's killing the police. Yep. Uh, I was reminded of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, Classic. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because there's this, uh, there's this one scene where it's like the guy go crazy. And then oh, he, oh, homicide. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. Uh, yeah, but he takes like, he, he, he steals the gun <laughs> no, from a guy, kills it, then he goes on a killing spree. Okay. And I was, was kind of reminded of that. The Matrix. Okay, always Definitely. the Matrix. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, since we were talking about video games, I was kind of reminded of a segment in Saints Row 4 which I won't spoil yeah yeah yeah. Uh, uh, so those are my free recommendations I guess you can have more it's all good yeah no no I don't okay. have I don't have any more alright so I was thinking like what movies feature uh, sunglasses right like I have a sunglass scene or something obviously Men in Black right mm-hmm. okay because you gotta put on the sunglasses and 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 uh, you know, do the thing where they take the memory. So that was one. And then summer school. You guys watch summer school? No. no. Anyways, they write a letter of of uh, uh, like like dissatisfaction to a company, a sunglass company, and they all get sunglasses. Uh, and you know, it's like a total like like everyone gets like a like a pair of sunglasses and. You know, it's like, just takes you back because I mean they used to have sunglasses that weren't sunglasses; they were just like slits. You know what I mean? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't even cover up the sun. I don't know. So like everybody gets like a cliche pair of sunglasses in there. So that was that was something I had to you know think about to try to get someone to you know if you're into the whole sunglass angle of of the film, summer school's got a sunglass scene, sunglasses scene. So that's funny. Um, Body slam we talked about already because um, Roddy Piper's in that. And then um, you know, peeking behind the count, uh, the count, the curtain, and seeing was who what's, what's really happening. So the Wizard of Oz comes yeah. to mind, and um, and that yeah, that that's you know, I mean, obviously you know anything John Carpenter does. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, to that. So those are those are my recommendations, you know, and deep dives into the whole uh, they live world. Oh, oh, Evil Dead's. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. talked about that in Army of Darkness. So um, what are you currently watching now that might be influencing your uh, your watch here, um, Josh? I've told you about this so many times. Raised by Wolves. Raised by Wolves. I love that show. Have you seen it yet, Roger? No, uh, but I know that was the movie. That that was what you originally wanted yeah. to show us. Is yeah. it dry? I mean, I guess. That's Ridley like, Scott, so it's, it's really dry. Scott. Well, he's, it's, I'm, no, I'm he, saying, it's executive I'm, produced by Ridley Scott. And he directed a couple episodes. He directed the first three, and he directed the first one of the second season, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. Oh, you I think watched, it's dry? I, I, like, I watched the first episode, and it just didn't seem like it was like. Um, Intense or anything? Just oh, seems, yeah. I must, even at I, the end. I mean, I guess I have to like. I don't know. It just seems slow. Okay. Oh yeah, no. The, I, I tried to get him to watch a show called Doom Patrol, and he was like, "Yeah, it, it, it I was." Yeah, he he gives three episodes. I think I give one, but not that I don't want to watch it. It just it didn't grab me. Okay. I need I need what know, I like I about more. it is I need more meat on the bone. I like mo- I like movies and shows with religious themes. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm fascinated. That's kind of like what I, I want to make stuff. You know, oh, okay, like, yeah. Because like I'm on a journey of self discovery, and I've okay. kind of become a Christian again. Right. I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, to me, it's just like it's the story of Adam and Eve mm-hmm. on another planet oh. where Adam and Eve are androids, and they're giving birth to humanity again. And then like as the as the as the first season goes on, like all these crazy things start happening. Okay. That I had no idea. Have a lot of Christian themes. I didn't. I did not know that. And Christianity isn't the prevailing religion. Mm-hmm. It's Mithraism, which was actually a religion that was competing with Christianity in the early Roman Empire. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh boy. So like, I just like looked oh. up like all this background. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, because the Christians went in and starts. They start demolishing temples of other religions. I'm yes, and their god was Sol. Soul's the sun. The sun, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's like, it's just all this crazy stuff, so I just fell in love with it. So it's got some history stuff in it. It's got history Sleep. in it, yeah. Religion, yeah. I mean, that's the basis for all kinds of if wars I could, and strife and whatnot. So. If I can ask, I got two uh, religious mo- uh, properties that I'm curious what you think about. What do you think about RoboCop? Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of heavy religious themes there. Yeah, there it is. Um, uh, like... Uh, Paul Verhoeven talked about how he was inspired by the like story of Jesus Christ, and he like, like the rebirth, but he, he comes back. As yeah, like, like yeah, rebirth, yeah. and uh, there's all these like uh, religious themes that he kind of talked about that he uh, hints at. Uh, also, because I'm going more, this, this next one is a bit more serious. Though, uh, have you ever seen Netflix's Daredevil? Yeah, I saw the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I loved the first season. I wish I would have watched the second season. Yeah, uh, you might. Uh, from, from recent news, you might have to watch, watch it on like I don't know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, because they're gonna take it off. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it goes to like I don't know Disney Plus, or. I mean, I would think that, but is Disney Plus gonna put The Punisher on there? There's no way. <laughs> no. Oh, I just started watching that. Dude, it's amazing. Yeah, I you like need to Punisher. finish it. You need to okay, finish I need, it. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. my God. Before they take it off, yeah. The end. On Netflix? Yeah. On Netflix, yeah. Okay, the I The ending. Okay. Oh, my okay. God. Yeah, like, like, it's like, how could you do that? Yeah. Okay, okay no. Yeah, yeah no, we're not, we're, not, hey, we're not saying anything. Don't spoil me. Yeah. I'll spoil everybody else, though. <laughs> Probably some of the best action. We're not spoiling anything. That first episode was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, if talk I could, about if, union jobs, if I could talk about dare, 
yeah, yeah. If I could talk about Daredevil, uh, season two. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Season three is great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I. You might ever be wondering, like, what's better, season one or two? Uh, season one or three? I think three. Well, okay. let's have a Daredevil discussion because I want to talk about that because I, I lost interest in season two, but you need to pump me back in there. Yeah, no. no if, if, if I ever go about it, it's like, season one of Daredevil is great. Yeah. Jessica Jones okay. is great. Uh, Daredevil 2 is okay, but it, there, there's, there's like highs and lows. Luke Cage is okay. Uh, Iron Fist, skip. Mm, okay, uh, cool. Then, then the Fenders, it's okay. Okay. And then it's a, it, it, you have to go through a lot to get to Daredevil season three, and then everything else after that, except the Punisher, is good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, what else you got? Peacemaker. Okay. I just finished that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. got some. Uh, it's got. It's got some great comedy in it. John okay. Cena really stands out. John Cena. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one scene where like he just names off like so many different names like mm-hmm. like fa- of famous people and I guess like he just ad-libbed like 80 names on set oh, wow. so it was just he's talented he's, he's talented. Re- yeah a bunch of these guys like like these big buff guys they're really good at comedy mm-hmm. I've been noticing like uh, I, yeah. Chris Hemsworth like he's he's pretty good he's pre- pretty funny he's pretty decent yeah, yeah. No, it's, I loved him. I just, it's hard to, I liked him when he was the guy talking in the hand. The wrestler? The wrestler, I yeah. yeah. I just thought it he, was I hated super, him as a wrestler. Super funny. He, he's too he's much of a goody two-shoes in that. Yeah. In, uh, but uh, with, 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 with uh, his recent fil- film, I go like, oh, I, like, if they ever make a Doom movie, I could see him being Doom guy. Yeah. Oh, he could be Doom guy, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. like big. But Wolfenstein bunk. would be cool. Wolfenstein cool. would Wolfenstein be all right. movie would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Did they I, make one? No, they haven't no. made Wolfenstein. They Though, should. If if you know, it's like, what what do you what what movie would you want to be made? A new Doom movie or or Wolfenstein? Definitely movie? Wolfenstein. Yeah, I'd go Wolfenstein. One hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It's got it's got more of like a narrative story. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, and you got to. L- but it's been done. Nazis yeah. come back. That's uh, the best part. Yeah, but like you Captain love America. Hate, love to hate Nazis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate these guys. Well, you may, Jones. maybe do a movie that's like the raid, uh, but yeah. it's just, you know, you know, it's just like you're gonna work way up to the top. Maybe it's just like for some reason it's in a martial yeah, it's arts. It's called film. Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and they haven't made it yet. Mortal Kombat? Uh, I'm just no, I just mean like they haven't made Mortal Kombat to where you got to work your way to the oh, top. Uh, oh, like yeah. the tournament style, yeah. Yeah, um, even the games don't really do that. It's just kind of random. Uh, the first and second one, like the originals mm-hmm. with the towers. Okay, like, yeah, oh, yeah, tell you, that's what I mean. The I towers. mean, with the, with the more recent ones where it's like, okay, now you're going to fight this guy. Yeah. Now you fight these yeah, guys. Yeah, now it's all, now it's all uh, multiverse, and mm-hmm. it's like, come on. You know who made a movie about fighting up a rank? Um, Najata. Mm-hmm. Did he? Yeah. I didn't uh, know that. Legion of Lyricists. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. I yeah. remember when he was making that. I've never seen it. Yeah. That's what it's good. about? Yeah. I, oh, I saw wow. it in the movie theater that he put it on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was sweet. Um, I Love liked that guy. It. I liked it a lot. Good. Yeah. Majana Davis. Look him up. Le- Legion of Lyricists. I just talked to him mm-hmm. yesterday. Okay. We got to get him on the show, too. You do. Yeah. yeah he's for sure. Man. One if more. If you like sci- sci-fi. Antlers. I just saw Antlers. Oh, yeah. It's it's that... The, tra- the trailer gives it. It's a Wendigo movie. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's uh, produced by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, say no more. It's yes. got a cool I'm monster in. in it, dude. It's awesome. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Guillermo del Toro. Antlers. I'm in. Produced. Not directed, but produced. But mm. it's going to be like, you know, that whole. Yeah. It's got uh, it's got thing. Todd from Breaking Bad in it as like a, uh, he's the guy who kind of looks like Matt Damon, I believe. I got uh, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. That's his name. The the blonde guy? Uh, maybe the, the redheaded guy. The redheaded guy. I'm, trying to remember. I'm pretty sure Jesse Plemons was in it. 
Anyways, I gotta watch Pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, gotta you, watch Pig. I started to, but the wife didn't want to watch a Nicolas Cage film. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The guy that I'm thinking of. Just okay. Playing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you still have any movies you want? I don't want to watch Pig again. I saw it twice. Okay. I. It's I disagree that it was good. Really? Real? Yeah. Oh. I disagree because it was just like you're waiting. It's like you're waiting for an action scene to happen. And it never does. It, but that's, it's not an action movie. I know, but it's like kind of built up like it is. Well, yeah, you think Nick's Ca- Nick yeah, Cage is in it. Yeah, but you it's think a, something's it, about to happen, and like it just never does. I, yeah, that's the thing. You shouldn't go. You shouldn't go. You shouldn't go into the film thinking it's an action movie. It's I a drama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Most it's, it's 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 very much a, a sad movie. So, uh, if I can just. Yep. Uh, the only, I haven't really been watching much. The uh, though I did go back and revisit the uh, first two Austin Powers movies. Oh, mm. good, uh, good, good. Yeah, keep those alive. Those are first those are one good. probably better. It's the best one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you can't you can't go wrong with either one. But sharks yeah. with freaking laser beams. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like yeah. I saw the the original Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like. Like I watched them during the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I saw all the things that were in Austin Powers. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, that is so it, funny. Yeah, it's, it's a parody. It, 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 it's it's up there, I think, with with Airplane. It's maybe not maybe sure. maybe just a little below Airplane, but it's like I'm just watching it, and I go like, I see what they're making fun of. Yeah, I, I get it. There it's so f- it's it's hilarious. It's all of it. It's like classic stuff. Um, all right, what I've been watching. Um. The Olympics, of course. Uh, just tuning in because <laughs> it's you know it's a great right sci-fi. <laughs> it's, it's not sci-fi, but like I'm intrigued. The whole world gets together and not kill themselves, but like do friendly competitions. I think it's kind of cool. Um, closest thing to peace on earth and working together. But sure. it is yeah. what it is. Um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I saw it on Amazon Prime. Okay, and I did not. I I totally forgot this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just Jay and Silent Bob are like they 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 do it for me. I, I like it. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, um, I watched it and I was like, it's super funny. It's mm-hmm. it's they just talk about making fun of reboots and stuff. So it's it's good. Uh, you know, Crockman and Chronic or whatever. Blunt Man and Blunt Man and Chronic. Yeah. And Mall Rats. I grew up on Mall Rats. I grew up on Clerks. I grew up on all that uh, Kevin Smith stuff. And he makes fun of himself and he's talking about having his dog. Like it's he, it's like. Movies from my generation, my age. Group. I love Clerks. Yeah. So, and he's at he's you know a little bit older than me, and so he's he's kind of making movies about me, and he he's got some digs on Star Wars reboots and everything, and just reboots in general, and I don't know, it's kind of fun. It's a fun movie, and he th- he throws in a scene that I was totally gonna like. I haven't seen anyone kind of redo, and he put it in there, and I'm like, oh, he's kind of not. He stole my thunder a little bit. Um, the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross scene when. Um, He's always got, be recording? Yeah, always, always be, you know, like, uh, always be, you know, selling, A, always, or always be closing. Right? Always be, yeah, yeah, ABCs. That, that whole scene, you, have you seen it? You know what I'm talking about? No, I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, like Alec Baldwin scene. Um, it, it just, it's, it hasn't been used enough, and he used it, so it was cool. Um, I'd like to somehow figure out the way to use it, but it's it's been done already. Um, and um, I'm reading a book. Or listening to a book. I don't read books. I listen to books. Um, you get through the book a lot quicker. Uh, uh, the Measure of a Man by Sidney Poitier. Um, and it's bringing me to tears, like just listening to his story and him talking about his life and how he got into Hollywood and how he broke in and 
um, you know, so far I'm in the beginning. I almost almost cry like every couple minutes because mm-hmm. it's him saying, you know, the story and you know, so it's not only like you're getting the story, you're getting the story said the way he meant it to be said because he's actually doing the voice acting for the um, for the book. Oh, so you're listening. You're to You're listening it to Sidney Poitier, okay. yeah. Do the audio book version of his mm-hmm. book. Okay. And uh, and it just hits you like a ton of bricks all wow. the time. So I, I'm I'm loving it. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, all right. Well, I'd like to thank uh, thank Josh Lawhorn. Uh, we'll get to the tease right mm-hmm. after we thank Josh. Um, you know, hopefully you can come back. You know, like if it's not too much, you know, for you, but. Uh, you know, I, I know, you know, you reached out and you wanted us to do this and um, I thank you for doing that and we'll put the Kickstarter um, for your movie, The Ostrich? Ostrich Eyes. Eyes, yes. On uh, on the description and um, very f- uh, looking forward to uh, seeing the film and, and what you come out, what, what comes out of your brain. <laughs> thank you. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll just keep in touch and you can, don't be a stranger, you yeah. know, come around, you know mm-hmm. where we're at. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's been great having you here. Awesome. Thank you. Nice meeting you as well. Thank you for bringing right. They Live um, and opening up my eyes. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> great way to phrase it there, yeah. Lito. Uh, so as for the teaser, Lito, I know nothing about the film. I think you'd be better at it teasing. Um, okay. Let's say... Um, hmm... Star Trek gets home improved. Okay. <laughs> and uh, will that we'll leave you we'll let you guys be and uh, we'll have we'll, we give you back your lives to back uh, doing what you were doing. And uh, thank you very much guys. All right everyone, have a good night and obey. <laughs> And in their paths, nothing but ruin and misery. And the fear of God is not before their eyes. They have taken the hearts and minds of our leaders. They have recruited the rich and the powerful. And they have blinded us to the truth. Our human spirit is corrupted. Why do we worship greed? Because... Outside the limit of our sight, feeding off us, perched on top of us from birth to death, are our owners. Our owners, they have us, they control us, they are our masters. Wake up, they're all about you, all around you. Keep up the good work and prevent accidents. This shift is concluded.